Welcome back to the Ecotech Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the inventor of the old switcheroo, Jay. And joined as always is my co-host, the person in his grave, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm all right. You get that one to give me a face. The old switcheroo and, and the, the person, person in his, his grave. Because no, he, he's the inventor of the old switcheroo and who's actually in his grave because he, he isn't in his grave. He did the old, he did a switcheroo. Okay. That's a Norm MacDonald joke. So. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Good for him. I didn't Maybe? even know he was sick. Maybe? Let him, let him tell that one. Well, actually, technically, um, Michael Keaton says it on his show. I think he wrote it, though. He does a thing on his show, I don't know if you know, like the show he had where he writes little jokes on blue cards, and he makes the guests read them. Funny ass, dude. He is very funny. He's, it's, he's uh, what is he always, he was always told as your comedian's favorite comedian. Much like MF Doom is your rapper's favorite rapper. <laughs> your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Not your personal rapper. Is he? That, well, that's what's, mo- that's like the moniker he's given in some spaces. Didn't know that. Um, but you're not really into rap like nope. that. So I guess not. Yeah, you're a big Eminem guy, so you know. Not nothing wrong with being a big Eminem guy. I'm just saying you have a very surface level uh, pre- uh fandom of rap, interest in rap. If you could even call it that, yeah. There you go. You don't like a Buffalo icon, Benny the Butcher, and <laughs> West Side Gun. Get out of here. My brother loves West Side Gun. <laughs> they do. Oh, your bro- yeah. My brother is. Well, listen. He is a person, your brother. Um, he's a, he's a man. He's a man. I uh, not a paragon of good taste in <laughs> <laughs> many aspects. I wouldn't say. Um, what was love for UK drill rap? Splashing right. That's a, that's kind of what I'm. That's what you're getting at. Getting at. That's the crux of this. I see. I enjoy your brother's company sometimes. Ooh, that's wow. You really feel nice to him today. But he also makes some decisions which can be perplexing to me. I think that's how most of us feel. And if Zach, you're listening, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Love you. <laughs> and his name's also Zach, if we didn't make that clear. Yeah. It's, Shout it's, out to uh, him. If, if we're being honest, that is the source of some of the... Tension. Tension betwixt us. They spell it differently. Right. Well, you're Zach with a K and you're Zach with an H. One's correct and one's... You. Less correct and we'll just leave it at that. Well, no, you would say that, wouldn't you? Uh, that was good. That really peaked the mic there. Came over the, the listen to the episode and go, <laughs> like, fucking blow their ears out. Uh, good stuff. All right, so <laughs> the Continental came out this week, started this week. We talked about the Continental when the trailer dropped uh, at a, pre- a previous time. At a time at a not time now. In the past. At a time long past. A, t- a time once forgotten. Uh, Memory becomes legend. Yeah, legend yeah. becomes myth, and you know, wheel of time. Uh, yeah, time long past, a time yet to come. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is the the John Wick spinoff TV series, right? Bring so it's a up. it's a prequel of sorts, although it's not really John Wick based. It's as the uh, title lets us, you know, in on so so graciously lets us know it is uh, from the world of John Wick, but it's actually starring Winston, who is um, you know, what's his name. Oh. Ian, no. Yeah, Ian McShane. That sounds right. In the John Wick movies, the the manager of the Continental, and this is basically, oh, I forgot this fucking ad. Two minutes of fucking ads at the beginning of Peacock. Peacock, fucking figure it out. How about, maybe? You get a little mech in Starfield? No, that's just a robot. Oh. He's like your friend. He's not a mech. Not important. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, it's, it's, it's Winston, so, and it's, it's, it's like the Winston origin story. Mm-hmm. Which is all kind of what we got from the trailer, but here we see it play out. So it's, uh, it's a three part. Well, I no, it's a three part. It's thing, a three yeah. part hour event. That's how it's like marketed. Yeah, um, and they're they're assuming they're each gonna be an hour and a half. So around that, I, yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. 
just kind of like an extra long movie in that way almost. Yeah, like so this is, you know, our first act ostensibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right off the bat, I think it looks great. Like, I think this lives up to that kind of thing. It feels like kinda a John like, Wick. Yeah, right? the like action especially really. Film. It's got that action. Well, for sure, yeah. The, st- the like choreography of the action itself. But I just meant, I do think that this it feels cinematic in its thing, which is a thing we talk about a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's a thing with limited series like this, right? With these, you know, streaming series and stuff. Because they all kind of, you know, streaming in general sort of, I feel like conceptually is based on like premium channels, right? Like H- the HBO kind of model. Yeah. But obviously. They don't have the budget to back that up. They don't aid precisely. That's just it. So mm-hmm. sometimes you get stuff that actually does look like a premium, you know, small season stuff. And some of it is short seasons and not that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think this does kind of back. It feels cinematic. It looks more or less like a John Wick movie. Um. I guess less, but it's there, right? It's mm-hmm. definitely it's definitely uh, among the better streaming service shows that we've watched. Oh yeah, um, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I like, we'll probably get into it a little bit. The one thing I like about the show is that it does um kind of justify itself in the way that it expands on what we already know. Um, for example, there's a part where the police we get we finally get kind of an answer because you go, well, why don't why isn't the like of authorities of the world get involved where all these people just die in Rome or at these every European disco it seems um, why doesn't nobody get involved they actually get an answer to that kind of in the show where it seems the police know what's going on enough to be like you don't we let them do what they do yeah we get that in the first couple of John Wick movies alright there's that other cop that cop shows up and he's like you uh, going back to work had a nose complaint John and he's like you working again he's like no just take care of somebody and the cop literally sees that dead guy in there and he's like all right, well, as you were. Have a nice night, John. See, so, yeah, that's one of the elements that's kind of been established early on that I always thought was kind of interesting. Like, that was one of the things that r- grabbed me. I remember with the first John Wick movie mm-hmm. is when you're like, "Ooh, this is like a like," because that is, to be fair, one of the things that has I I think contributed to its staying power. Right? We we talked about the John Wick's movies this year, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, we watched them all. Well, I watched them all again. You watched them all first, first time, and we saw four together, four all the and everything. Um, and you know. Obviously, some of the lore has gotten a little bit kind of muddled muddled and convoluted, perhaps. But I do think that is one of the things that has made this series endearing is, yeah, the fact that there is a little bit more thought behind it, maybe, mm-hmm. than just like... A bunch of assassins running around. Yeah, which is ultimately what it amounts to, but there is that like flavor text, basically, yeah. to the whole world and... Everything, because they're literally under the table. It's a very, yeah, it's like yeah, tongue-in-cheek kind of yeah, reference. Yeah, there's all kind of fun stuff like that. So, yeah, we we definitely get that. And, you know, I also think, like, it does, thus far, it's it's a compelling enough story, I would say, for me personally, to also just justify it in that way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm invested enough in these characters, you know? Obviously, that's kind of the question whenever you get something like this, right? You yeah. know, and they're clearly trying to make John Wick into this... Expansive universe. Yeah, into this, like, franchise, right? Uh, and so the question does kind of become, I guess, should they? Does yeah? Does does it need to be? Is that something? Is there any value in that? Like again, those movies are pretty good, mm-hmm. quite good, I would say. We like them. Um, but yeah, do you need to make a John Wick series? And and I think I was kind of skeptical of that when we talked about this trailer, even right? Yeah. And part of it for me, I was like, do we need a John Wick thing taking place in this time period? Time period? Is is there any value in that? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I would say so far, I, I would think so. Yeah, it seems almost like the seediness of the 70s seems almost... 
It's embracing the disco yeah. kind of the disco thing, and it f- kind of feeds into the assassin motif of just like New York is kind of a terrible place, and seems yeah. when New York is like pretty bad, like the worst times. It seems like it's they a would fucking Joker, yeah, time, right. It's like they're not taking out the trash. Yeah, they're embracing the seedy, dirty New York of the back in the day when New York was cool. Right when New York was cool and grimy, now it's just grimy. It's just, it is still dirty. Don't get oh don't get that filthy. Wrong. <laughs> oh god, but uh, somehow like. Ooh, it's like hidden. It's tucked away. <laughs> yeah, good. Don't need to see it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we start off with really most of the action we get for this first episode, right? Mm, where so we're introduced to two of our main guys here. Uh, well, we start with a flashback, like a, a thing from the fifties of um, well, who we know to be Frankie and Winston mm. uh, getting arrested, and Frankie keeps saying he his did. other brother is like, you gotta like don't tell him anything, kind of thing. Mm. And then we cut to the modern day, and Frankie's also there, and he meets with. Uh, Mel Gibson, who's the who's Cormac, he's the head of the continent at this point in time. And it turns out uh, Frankie's doing a heist. He's stealing from from them what we learn to be the coin press, which I think is an interesting enough yeah. MacGuffin for this world, right? Yeah, because it's vitally important. Yeah, the whole their whole like subculture economy thing here runs entirely off of those coins, which is one of those aspects of the world that I think is maybe... Because it has gotten a bit like yeah lost because it is like a coin pays for everything. The coin pays for everything, and and it's it seems like to have wildly different values, or it ought to, right? Mm-hmm. Like why should a suit cost the same as like a drink? Yeah, or like times it seems like you're only using one coin regardless. Yeah, a suit or a drink or like killing someone. Yeah, it's all the same price. <laughs> a night at a hotel and a drink from the hotel bar are both a coin, and you're like, wait a minute, that can't be right. Surely I can get half a coin for this. Did we like credit those? Is there like a conversion here that I'm not aware? Of? Did did we open a tab just now? Am I getting multiple drinks for this coin? What is what do you do? Well, they probably break it down your accession uh, orientation. They probably do. They bring you on board. But anyways, it's the coin. It's the coin press. It's the thing you make the coins with. Which like yeah makes sense. Yeah. It's a logical kind of thing. Um, I can't help but wonder like why you need like why you can't just make a new like it's modern times right like, make another coin press just make more coin press. What is special about this coin press in particular? But maybe that'll be. Revealed. Answered as we get deeper, but... I mean, that probably has some weird seal thing that yeah, only, who knows? only certain ones can make. But we do come to find out that it's like, it's an old coin. It's like ancient. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, he, um... Frankie steals the coin press, but his partner, like, tries to double cross him, and he has to shoot him, and then, uh, you know, obviously they're, they're made, and he has to shoot his way out. And this is a very John Wick sequence, right? Yeah. Frankie is our sort of John Wick standard for this one. In a lot of ways, he's kind of got the look on, like the longer yeah. hair and the beard, and which for the Continental has a relationship with the yeah manager. His hair and his suit are not quite as dark, but he's got the vibe, and he's yeah. he's got the shooting, <laughs> got the emotionalist vibe. He'll kill any man. He'll kill any man. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I thought this was, this was a good start to me. I was like, this feels like John Wick. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like again, I was kind of like for, for some for some reason. I mean, again, there's nothing like ultimately. John Wick's guns don't really need to be modern or anything for it to work. But I did have that thing, that that thought where I was like, yeah, is this going to be an issue? Like, mm-hmm. setting it in the past. But yeah, it's really not. He's got a pistol still. That's all you need. Yeah, he's got to light up some people. Seven with a knife dudes. in the stairwell. Yeah, so why not? Um, and then we're off. And he's then, away with his girlfriend and he's got the coins, or the coin press. And he's off. Um, and then his wife? Yeah, what did I say? He said girlfriend. Whatever. Same difference. Same difference. So then we cut to Winston. We got the Winston in, in London, and he's just, as it turns out, well, I was going to say he's an honest businessman. He's a, he's a semi-honest businessman. Honest as you can be doing business. <laughs> he's cutting some real estate deals for- um, 
car parks. Sutton, yes, making car parks. So apparently, I guess this is a maybe a historical fact. I didn't look into it. Mm. But in the seventies, they lifted the restriction height on restrictions in London. Maybe so you could build taller and taller skyscrapers now. And so he's like, you know what people need parking lots, and he's not wrong. Because I mean, every time I look in a in a big expansive field, I go, God, there could be a parking lot right here. Every time I go to the Appalachian Mountains, I go, there'd be so many parking lots here. So many strip malls with a chiropractor and a subway. We paved paradise and put a parking, parking lot. And frankly, I needed somewhere to put my car. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the thing about it. Yeah, that asshole probably can't drive. <laughs> that's the shame about it, Jack. Um, but then it turns out that this whole scheme he's working with with this real estate developer guy and his wife, the wife was in on it, I guess, somehow. Yeah, she like convinced him. They call someone they both know, but probably called. Or was, the, was it even a call at all? Yeah. Were they both just doing an act? Who knows? Who knows? But he gets the guy to invest in his in his car parking parks. lots, and um, then at their at their hotel and they're having sex and whatnot. They're having relations, um, but then ruffians break in and uh, spirit him away. Yeah, it's the maid comes in too, and it's a fun little scene where he's like, "Oh, it's the maid. Is she gonna fall in all carnage?" But she's in on it, and he's like, "What the maid?" And then he gets him with some sedative, and he passes out. Yeah, good stuff. They ship him away to. Uh, America. Drag him back to New York. Yeah. So we get a scene with Cormac where he's like, I need my freaking coin press. Uh, we're introduced to Sharon, who's in this show. Um, they really established the rules of the Continental. He's like, yeah, yeah. You shoot that guy. He's like... Although, oh, we didn't mention, but there's a thing in the beginning, which is seems to be a new addition, where you can, they can like turn it off. Oh, there's that yeah. red light, and they're like, the freaking, it's, it's broken. You can shoot each other now. Which maybe is only used in emergencies to for like that to, to like stop a guy to expel invaders or something. Yeah, um, but it's not a thing we've ever seen before. So maybe it's a rule that they change. change. Yeah, um, but I think Sharon shouldn't be. I feel like he's too he's, he's too young because I looked it up and it's like yeah he's like he's much closer to John Wick's age than he is to Winston's age. Winston's age. So it seems unlikely that he would have been involved in the Continental Artery in the mid seventies. But mm. I guess maybe he's just a little older than. Lance Reddick actually was kind of thing. Like, but whatever. So that's not really a big deal. Yeah. It's something that bothered me. I feel like it's one of those things where they need to have pre-existing characters of some kind. And the only two people who they could even reasonably shove into this are <laughs> sure. two of them probably. Yeah. So I guess do what you got to do. Good enough. Uh, he basically calls out this one guy um, who they can find him who's having family. Uh, he's like, he, yeah. Did he just say he's a teenager? I didn't catch yeah, that first Yeah, he does. Oh, well, if he's only a teenager, I guess that goes away to... Well, never mind. Fuck, dude. You know, so you can't like. Am I crazy? What? You can't like do little incremental. Incremental. I thought you could. Peacock. Go up a little bit. Hit the things up here. Oh, I guess you can't. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah, they just do a big recap of the rules, and he's like, if they'd hunt me down, all my enemies, you know, I'd leave here alive. But they all, they'd all have carte blanche to just come fucking fuck me up, especially if I had a family, right? And they, a one guy who fucked up, and he's like, you know what you should do? You should just jump out this window and kill yourself because that's illegal. That's legal. And then he does. He does. He sends the rest of them off. They kind of play for lives because as, as Winston's being brought in, you see him hit the ground and his head explode. So that guy just kills himself. Yeah, he sucks. So, I mean, this establishes him as a pretty no good kind of guy, right? Yeah, yeah. no good. And we, we know from the trails and stuff, he's going to end up being our villain. villain. They're going to take him out. So what do you, you think of Mel Gibson? Do you feel strongly about him as, either way? Um, as an actor? Yeah, sure, as a man. Um... He doesn't like the Jews very much, from what I gather, but I don't know. Well, that's kind of what I was good at. I wasn't going to come out and say it quite like that, but... No, I mean, you know, you can't, shouldn't beat around the bush. <laughs> I guess not. He made the passion of the Christ because maybe he didn't like Jews. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know enough, frankly. 
I know what people tell me, but you I don't like, say. Well, it's it's not stopping you. You're no, it's not steaming ahead. Well, that's what we do on the show. I w- that's kind of, that is what I was good at though, because I I saw a lot of people, um, or not a lot of people. I don't know. Why I said that. that's not what I meant. I did see a whole article though that was written about how like is the whole th- idea of the show being undercut by having Mel Gibson. I don't know, man. Is he that like? I I guess I don't know his status. He seems to. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know enough either. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. But he still does good work. I didn't know he was that controversial of a figure. I guess until. Until I saw that. I know there was a point in time, I think when, that, when he, yeah. either it surfaced that he said this or when he said this, that everyone was like, oh, maybe Mel Gibson isn't too good. But that was, it feels like years ago. Oh, I, yeah. That I'm was not like sure on the a ti- decade ago. I never can tell on the timeline of any of these things. I don't know either. I don't know. He was in Dragged Across Concrete. It's a movie that came out maybe five years ago. I thought that movie was sick. So I don't know how that affected his, uh, his career <laughs> directory, <laughs> his public standing. But I thought that movie kicked ass. <laughs> I don't Remember that part of the movie, but that name sounds familiar. Um, it's got him. It's got uh, Vince Vaughn and their cops. And do you just want to know? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. It, they get they get um caught for like to get like phone recorded doing some police brutality, and so they get suspended. And then Vince Vaughn's like, "I need freaking money, man. I got any." And Malcolm's like, "I need freaking money, man. Yeah, <laughs> for my disabled daughter or whatever. Or I don't think she's disabled. She's bullied, maybe. I don't know. Not important. And so then they decide they're gonna. Do a bank robbery or something? Oh. Hmm. Oh, no. They're going to, like, rob from some, like, criminals because they're like, well, that's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then hijinks and Sue. You, you get the idea. Yeah. And by hijinks, I mean it's, like, it's, like, a really grim movie. <laughs> it's upsetting to watch. But it was, I thought it was very good. That's when I was getting his career back, maybe. I think they both kind of got their career back from it, I thought. So, anyway, back to the show <laughs> itself. Uh, Winston show he gets, he gets wearing a weird tie thing. It's a cravat, dude. Oh, right, he says it's a cravat. Went over this. I forgot. I don't care. It's some London thing. French thing? Who knows? But he's like, I'm looking for your brother. He's the one who stole my thing, so I'm going to make you do it. He's, he's like, like, man, this doesn't really make sense. Cause you I was in London. I was, I, you know I had nothing to do with it because you picked me up across the, the sea in 1970. I can't really facilitate <laughs> these kind of operations from so far away. He's like, yeah, I don't really care that much. I'll kill you all the same, won't I? I'm the villain. I'm the villain. Sure, are you going to team up with me, maybe? Probably. Yeah, probably. I guess eventually. By the end. Um, we're introduced to some more of our seemingly main characters. This woman whose name I didn't catch, but she's a uh, detective. detective. She's got a bunch of scars in her body? I guess so, yeah. Like burns, maybe? It's unclear. She's fucking uh, mar- her uh, boss who's married. Yeah, her married supervisor, co-worker guy. Who's the cl- a very, you know, not, a, not an image of the police you see, a fat, red-headed, bald guy. Uh, yeah. You know, not often seen. Mostly, It's mostly a Boston thing. It's really got so close to New York, but, you know, sometimes they spill over. That's true. Um, so she's introduced as like a uh, character here. He's probably just a good cop who wants to make a difference. That th- seems to be the idea. Yeah. Um, um, mm. And then we get introduced to some yeah. other of our characters. Again, I don't know any of these people's names. So we have these drug runner family here. The guy and his sister and their their buddy who are... Does he drug them and gun? Uh, yeah, they're gun... You said drug, but they're gun runners. Gun runners. A little bit of war dogs. A little bit of what? Doing a bit of a war dogs? Doing a little bit of a Lord of War. Gotta love that. Um, and they're in like a... Pickle here with some uh, clients, potential clients, whatever. But then they they're kill from the Continental. They all work for. I thought they worked for someone else. No, the, no, because he he's at the party. This is guy's he? at the oh, party. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they're gonna kill him. He doesn't like women. He's like a uh, European dude. European dick. Yeah, Eastern European guy. And the gun is has like tampered with ammo, and he blows off his fingers. Sabotaged. Yeah, he sabotaged, and they kill all the guys. But the sister doesn't want to shoot guns. She's against guns, it seemingly yeah. to an extent. Uh, so then. The um the police the, the detective, detective woman, woman was watching them. 
was like staking it out and so then she tracks it back to the continental kind of thing she's like what's going on here what is all this and uh he's like what yeah and then he's like stay away from the continent he like drives over and stops her and pulls her aside he's like don't yeah whatever that whatever goes on there goes on don't mess with them like if he's if he's with them we don't touch him they're like they have immunity winston meets up with their old his old friend here what's his guy named charlie charlie yeah um who or old mentor or something i don't know seems to have taken care of them some point some point in their I, like I recognize the actor from somewhere but i can't yeah, i do too can't place him from where me neither um he lends winston his car and a gun and gives him some some info on the loadout so that's what leads him winston then to the same family there the the gunrunner people because frankie worked there for a time mm-hmm. they had kind of a falling out on not great terms yeah but they they smooth it over and the brother is like all right here's where you might find frankie He's a good guy, though. He does the whole explain. He's like your fr- your brother, kind of a badass. He's real good at killing. He's yeah. basically he's basically the John Wick of this show. Can you believe it? You can imagine that. He was in Vietnam and it changed him. And you, I can I can see by just by looking at you, you're very much not the John Wick of this show. Your brother, though, very very, much. very John Wick kind of character. He's gonna survive the whole show, I think. I think he'll survive the whole show and be a big badass the whole time, if yeah. you can imagine. He's like, let me just say it, he's like John Wick. <laughs> you know who that is yet? You're gonna love him. You're gonna love him. They it's work. They live sick. in a dojo that their father had. But they keep all their guns in the basement. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty fun stuff. I think so. He's got a cool... What car does he drive? I don't know. It's like a muscle car. It's the 70s, so all cars kind of looked cool. Like, even shit cars were, like, cool. Like, we would think of them now as being like, look at that cool car. You know, like Impalas? Yeah. Impalas are like that, right? Like, you have a classic Impala. It's like, oh, that's a sick car. But then somewhere along the way, Impalas just became just little fucking... Piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) How low can we fall? little sedans or whatever so it's like no one gives a shit about an impala now if you but, have like a 2012 impala that's just a, who gives a shit right yeah. those are 70 cars are cool and it's like man you want to drive them it's like it's got none of the cool stuff that modern cars have nothing that makes, yeah you, you just have to listen to like an old radio and you have to roll in the windows and and if you ever were in a car accident you'd die you'd be smashed against it you'd crumple like a can right you'd have them you 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 wouldn't even fit in a coffin they'd put you in a little fucking just, tomato you'd, you'd sauce just can be liquefied you almost cheese grated as you smashed against all the hard steel yeah. But the thing is, slice you to pieces. People don't know. Like you say, like oh, there's like strong, right? Like they're big and tanky. They are built yeah. like tanks. The thing you hear a lot. That's not what you want in a car, because you want the car to crumple around you, so that you're safe. You don't want the thing to stop. If it, it's you completely keep hard, yeah, then you just smash into the car and you've you've killed yourself. Um, we then get an uh, insight at a different uh, group of people coming at this, um, which is a an adjudicator. It seems. Yeah. For the high table, right? Talks about how they predate the Roman Empire. That's an interesting tidbit drop, right? Yeah. It kind of makes sense. I mean, we, you know, the the one above the table who we see in uh, John Wick 3 and 4, like, kind of has that vibe. Like, look, we've been fucking Morocco. We've been here forever kind of thing. Yeah, we we roam the desert. Like, and, you know, there's a whole, like, descended from, like, the the very word mm. assassin, right? The, the those guys? What yeah. You, like, the hash, hashasin thing? You know what I'm talking about, right? I believe. Like, the word assassin is, is derived from, whatever. Um... It's kind of like some Assassin's Creed lore, honestly. It's it's, yeah. it's similar stuff, <laughs> similar concepts at play here. Uh, so yeah, she says it predates the Roman Empire, which is crazy. Yeah, but well, it kind of makes sense, yeah, if you take all that into account. It it very much is like the Assassin's Templar thing. Like this goes back before time, before time had a name, which is interesting. But um, this is the this is the partner, right? It seems like it. The partner who tried to. I yes. thought that guy would be dead, but. I thought so too, but then just keep beating the shit out of him. Seems like they got his partner, and they're like, "We're we're looking for Charlie too, or Frankie." You I mean? Yeah. Or maybe it's someone else. Oh, whatever. Point is, he's got info on Frankie, and uh, 
the the so we know the high table is also at play here, right? Which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. Like again, also in John Wick three, like and and four to an extent, the idea that the the high table and the uh, continental are like you know they're like uh, related. You know, they obviously have like a mutual relationship kind of thing, but they're not like directly connected. Yeah, they're not directly connected, so they can have some animosity there and some some tension tension at times. So it seems like they're kind of not trusted Cormac necessarily to set it right kind of thing, and there might be some friction there. Yeah. We see the detective woman, she actually enters the Continental. Uh, against her supervisor. Warning her. Lover. Character's advice. Yeah, she goes in and she Explicit gives... Explicit advice. Very clear about it. Very She's g- like, I guess I'll just go hang out in here. And this... I, I was just thinking, I can't remember if um, this is the way it is in the John Wake movies, but may- maybe the idea is that they change it to be more conspicuous. Maybe this is like... This this interaction with the detective is like something that makes them because he, mm-hmm. she gives the bartender money and he like the music changes and it kind of gives her a look like okay you don't know what's gonna on it and she a bunch of them like keep giving each other little signals kind of like in the bear and they're doing the serving it is a bit conspicuous isn't it yeah I kind of thought the same thing where I was like listen like surely that's a thing that's happened at least once or twice right yeah somebody comes into a hotel just complete not even just like I'm a detective trying to scope things out but just completely. You know, innocently, just mm-hmm. someone who's completely ignorant would be like, oh, I guess this is a hotel I can stay at and would come in and try to pay for a drink with money. It seems like what happens is, yeah, he shares a look with a different individual, whoever that might be, who but, seems to kind of bail her out. Yeah. Like, nah, I don't. Let's just give her a drink kind of thing. Or even, it might even be like, a, I'll cover it. Like, I'll give you a coin later kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's not super clear what's going on there, who, who that guy was. But, um, and then she goes to the concierge and she's like, can I get a room? And she's like, ah, we're booked, fully booked, which presumably is just the... The answer they give you. The answer they would give you if if you're not supposed to be there. But she she observes that like everyone has a gun and she's like, What's going on? She here? sees them pass a coin across. She feels a little slow on the uptake, to be honest. Cause I thought when the when the dude gives her like a really strange look when she goes to pay for her drink, you think that would be like a tip that off. would cause some alarm, alarm bells, bells. But yeah. whatever. She's she's new to the force, huh? Yeah. Cause it cause it seems like because in the I remember in John Wick three they give the excuses that it's going to be treated for pesticides to get everybody out yeah so it implies that at least at that point they're letting a mix of like weird assassins in and also regular humans humans mm-hmm. i say regular people um so i wonder if they'll just kind of like keep that in and be like well this is the inciting incident where they like kind of hide themselves winston hides himself better because he sees how easily they can all be revealed um but that we'll could s- be we'll see that would kind of make sense in its own way it would it would be less conspicuous for sure. If yeah. you just let random people in. like it would help your kind of cover, I guess. Have less guns outwardly you could That's see. What I was gonna say like again, it, it feels like this this is kind of the difference between the time frames, right? Because yeah, you wouldn't need no one needs they don't need guns in in the John Wick's like time period because you're you can't never supposed up. to have guns, so it's not an issue, right? Yeah, you can't you can't do battle. So like, why would the concierge, concierge and the like bartender need guns? Yeah. What's he going to do with that? Because he shouldn't be able to shoot anyone in there if you wanted to. Um, but then Winston finds where his brother... Uh, hiding something in a movie out theater. In a movie theater. Uh, and then it's just... He almost gets hanged. Yeah, they try to hang him. <laughs> they have a hanging trap set up, which seems kind of elaborate, I gotta say. Yeah, set up a fake doll of him. That, like, you have to stand in that right spot, right in front of the... Do- which, like, you'd be drawn to the weird doll thing for sure. But, I mean, right at that spot. And then she's just, like, laying in wait up there, like, jump down! I know if we looked even a little bit higher, you'd be like, is that a woman up there with a... What is she doing? <laughs> so, a bit elaborate, but that's fine. They get him with a hanging trap, and then he's like, it's my brother. Who the fuck are you? Who are you? I'm, st- I'm, I'm mad about it. Yeah. They let him down. And he's all like, bro, they're going to get you. So, watch out. Best keep your eyes peeled on this one, big cat. I came to help. 
He's like, I genuinely did. I could leave, but I didn't want to. I actually tried to help. So even though he talked a big game in the beginning, where he's like, oh, I don't know that guy. We're not even. We don't even talk. I don't even like him. He's he clearly does love his brother, and he's like, I came to help, kind of thing. I don't want you to die horrible death. Bad to befall you here with these crazy dudes. Um, and basically, as Frankie here goes to explain everything, right? Mm. He's like, we stole this, and we're gonna get out. There's a group called. What's he called? What's he say there? Some group we've never heard of. Yeah. Um, who was gonna get us out of this kind of life if we got the coin press? Press for them. Backed out on them or something. Backed on us. So things aren't things aren't going well necessarily. Um, and he shows them the coin press, the Nile, a group called the Nile. So he's like, "Here's the coin press. Let's get out of here," kind of thing, because the uh, enforcers have descended upon them at the exact moment. Mm-hmm. His wife is upset because uh, she's like, hey, "This is his fault." Don't think so. Yeah, not at all. It's yeah. not not clear that anyone's followed him, but maybe they have. Maybe that was part of Cormac's whole thing was just that he thought his the brother would have a better time finding him. Well, I think that was. I think they said to follow him. Oh, did he? Yeah. So, like I said, is what happened. It's a little bit of a big old bazooka firing off. Classic RPG, but they get out because the the pulls a fast one with the car covering the old switcheroo. Really his car. Yeah. She's good because I like I did like the car the cover thing. I thought that was a fun. Tra- I was like, this has to play off for something eventually, yeah. right? Because um, Charlie tells him when he borrows it, he's like, every time you park, you got to put the cover on. And at first I was like, man, what a hassle that would be. But it, every time he parks, it shows him going through it all. And I was like, yeah. okay. He takes, yeah. Or he takes it off when he gets there again. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was fun. Yeah, he's, he loves his car. He's like, if you damage my car, don't come back. Um, So they, they make their escape without much uh, fanfare this time around. And they, they make it back to Charlie. And uh, what, what else? They explain like, his, they're, they want to get away. I, I wasn't. I, I mean, I guess I wasn't paying super close, close attention. How did the helicopter guy come in? Who's who's who knows him? There, he, is that their guy? Yeah, that's their guy. Okay, he's because he says like, "Oh, I flew. I had to flow a guy by helicopter. How to make money?" Um, and then they get the twins. There are these yes. creepy twin people. So Cormac is like, "Wow, they they whiffed it again. Let's get these twins who are some of the like the specific assassin type characters, not just the general goons, mm-hmm. which is fun, fun character, you know." Populate the world with your interesting assassin types, like, oh, yeah. like from the movies. Um, so there's these weird. I, I was gonna say European, but I don't. We, we never heard them speak, so I don't know if they're European. I was just assuming based on the look. He calls them Hansel and Gretel. I guess that's what. Yeah, and only I mean only Europeans are that weird in that right? way. He's uh, he's a weird looking dude. He looks like a because like Lord, Lord Farquaad. Farquaad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. And I mean they 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 get in on the action, and we try to make an escape here in our helicopter. Right. Uh, there's a. Car chase shootout type thing. Frankie's wife uses uh the gun that Winston was gifted. Yeah. <laughs> the AR fifteen looking thing and just lights everything up. It's it's pretty crazy for a while there. Oh yeah. Uh they have some classic John Wick fights. He's throwing things at him, you know. Yeah, using using makeshift weaponry and whatnot. I run around. They fight uh his wife has an interesting little fight scene where she fights in like a someone's home. That's a baby. It's a baby she's pushing around. She gets like the guy's hand stuck in the um garbage disposal and then kills, <laughs> kills him. Kills him with an iron. And it's like, what happens? You left him there? That woman's going to wake up and find a dead man. She's like on the couch with like headphones on that are so loud that she's not disturbed. Crazy. How loud could those be? I thought she was just asleep. No, she has headphones on. For sure. You can hear the music, I think. Can't you? If she was just asleep, then there's no excuse. Maybe, maybe she's asleep with the headphones on. Right. That's what I said. I, otherwise, there's no excuse. They, yeah. they're, shoot, they're firing guns in her and apartment. The, yeah, they're kicking her around. They're like making a bunch of like... They're firing guns around her. She would. She's probably also on drugs or something. What else could like? It's nineteen seventies New York, right? There's, there's no good explanation for that otherwise. Yeah, but she's just so sleepy. Uh, yeah, that w- that would be enough to wake uh, most people. I th- I think from mm. slumber. <sighs> the episode 
culminates here with uh with they fight our way to the roof, they're and in, it seems like they've made a pretty good getaway. Mm-hmm. Then they're under, under fire the helicopter by the but twins, right? The twins, yeah. They've got there, and the helicopter pilot takes one, and Frankie makes the uh, decision here to make the sacrifice play. He's like, "All right, you two take care of each other. They want me. I'm the one who screwed them, which is." True. Yeah, I mean, absolutely it's, true. It's absolutely true. You put he's them not, in that situation. He's not wrong. So he's like, I'm just going to get myself in and then they'll, um, you guys can be free, which might even have been true. Yeah. Potentially, except for a couple details. But it turns out that um, someone some along the way, we don't exactly know yet, swapped it out so that the, uh, the coin press, the was that coin press wasn't actually in the box. The coin press box it was, it was a little Fli- monkey. Well, flipping, flipping, them all, flipping them all off. Um, so they're not satisfied in that way, and Winston is not cool with just being like, well, my brother died for me, so I'll just... Kind of head back to London, I guess. I'll just take that one on the chin. He's like, well, I need revenge. We need guns, lots of guns. Lots of guns. We do the thing. It's a thing. It's a know. thing. I know what I mean. He goes back to the dojo. He goes back to the dojo, and he's like, I need guns, lots of guns. So this kind of is clearly going to lead into the what we saw in the trailers, the idea, which is like, they're going to take down the Continental. Mm. They're do a big fight in the Continental. Somehow get Charon, Charon on their side. Or not, he'll just be ambivalent. He'll be like, well, you, you're in charge now? I guess something. I, I mean, presumably this show will have to end with him being in charge of the Continental, right? Somehow. Surely. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to get over the blood being spilled thing. Yeah, we'll have to see. Maybe he'll make some rules to f- reform the assassin world, which is a weird thing, because, you know, they're assassins. What, what reform could they need? I do think it's an interesting way to go with this, that, like, to start off with, he's completely ignorant of this world, basically, right? He has to kind of get in. Like he is just a, again, a, a mostly legitimate businessman. He he has no connection to this. And he's like, what's going on? What are you guys, what are you making me do? What are you all tied up in brother? And his brother's the one who's been involved in this for a while, but he has no knowledge of it. And, you know, he's going to end up being the one who, yeah, is the, takes it over. Is the uh, manager of the Continental for decades to come. So, yeah. That's how we leave it off. Is, is uh, I would assume eventually our, Detective lady will also get involved. She has a little brief scene where she's gotten a file on Frankie, Frankie, uh, from the super her superior guy. I'm not. I wasn't quite like clear on the connection there. How that all got worked in. Like, why would she want his file based off what she knows? I don't know. Okay. Maybe because he they knew he was connected to the guy that she was following. My thought is maybe if the if the supervisor guy what's his name Mayfeld or whatever yeah. Mayhew. Mayhew. If he's a, he's clearly aware of the Continental and the, and the whole situation to a greater or lesser extent, right? Mm. He knows enough to know that to avoid them. So maybe he heard from whoever he's been told that Frankie is on the loose and he's excommunicado. Basically, mm. they need to get him, and so he's like, "All right, I can give this. To, I can put her on his trail because we need to. Fi- I, you know, it's in everyone's best interest if we find this guy, anyways." And mm. then she thinks she's like getting to the bottom of it, but she's really just helping find the guy that we need found anyways. Kind of thing? You yeah, know I hear you saying. So, maybe he was like, I'll, I'll set her on this case to kind of keep her from getting into anything she actually shouldn't get into kind of thing. But I, I feel like she'll she'll probably fold in with them too and they'll all be part of taking her down maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she'll become an assassin. Yeah, you know. Everyone's going to be The old assassin. detective to assassin pipeline. Everyone's going to be a bit of an assassin, no? Aren't we all? Aren't cops really just assassins? Oh, yeah, for the for the state. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and some people would like that they have the the true monopoly on assassinations, violence. Yeah, on assassinations. I prefer this the police not have the monopoly on violence in in society. Yeah, really. I mean, we should have the free market. Yeah, the free market. Of the violence. best it's, assassin it's should rise to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Give the best services, you know. Kind of. Not quite where I was going with that, Jack, but you got the spirit. I got the spirit. I'm, I'm a capitalist at heart. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought this was a solid first episode. Do, do, do you agree? I liked it, yeah. Um, we, we, we noticed here it has only a 53 on Rotten Tomatoes, which I thought seemed harsh. I think it may, might, might be coming from people being like, do we need this? That might be some of it, like some tainting some people's views of I it. I hear that, but I also don't, I don't know how compelling I find that. As an argument? Yeah. Like, what is that, right? Like, do we need yeah. anything? What is that even, you know, what is that? Not much of an argument. And I get it. Like, we are in, in a particularly, like, you know, in general with, with a lot of properties and stuff, we are particularly inundated with that idea of, like, everything needs to be uh, interconnected. Yeah, an interconnected universe franchise thing. And so I could understand that to an extent, but I don't know. I thought this was fine. Yeah. Again, I get it. Not everything needs to be a, a, a property Right. Yeah, a movie but can just be a movie. Obviously, we're not really ones to. Uh, I mean, we're we're in a glass house here. We're not going to be. Yeah, we're stones. not. We're not ones to rail against that too hard, are we? Yeah, we're going to talk about Ahsoka in a minute here. So, so I think our stance on that is relatively well documented. So I'd say extremely well documented. Right. Well, yeah, that's just it, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't think we really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. So pretty good. We're excited for the next two. Um, yeah, again, I actually quite like this format. Yeah, the three episode thing I think was in their best interest because I think a whole season might be dragging out a little too much. But the fact that it's just like a three episode event and that's kind of what it is, even if we get like another season, but it's just like another person or a different story, maybe that'd be better. Yeah, I think this, I mean, obviously, if you don't have John Wick the character, I think the only other thing you need is this world, which really you can put Anybody in. Anybody in. Just insert a character into this world of assassins. Have the coins. Have the continentals. Have before the get, Roman Empire. We would get the idea, right? That's all you need, which yeah. is what they're doing with, well, kind of what they're doing with- um The ballerina movie. The ballerina movie, except that literally is supposed to have- Con- Direct connections to John Wick. Yeah, John- Yeah, Keanu's supposed to appear. In it, so that's not quite the goal, but it's, it, maybe that's how they're going to ease into the concept, but yeah. The true test of if this universe, this world is anything, I guess it would be this show and yeah, stuff like it, where it's like- if the, if the concepts of this assassin underworld are interesting enough that you can just put a new character in it and it would still be cool, then it's cool. Otherwise, yeah, maybe this doesn't need to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe it was all just Keanu the whole time. Maybe it was Keanu and his leading and his gun foo the whole time. Which I'm not, you know. I don't think is incorrect. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't say you're wrong. What I was going to say is I wonder if this show isn't actually, or maybe wasn't initially conceived as a three-parter. Because mm-hmm. a hour and a half is long. It's almost long enough to be two shorter episodes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like this could I, I wonder if this couldn't have been six or eight episodes, episodes of a, of a different length and they were committed more to this, which I think is interesting. I don't like six episodes. That to me is like seems like the worst of both worlds. I don't know. Something like this is a little different. Well, new. I've never seen this before, so I'm I'm invested. But in general, I mean, I usually like longer seasons mm-hmm. i think seasons get too short now i mean and yeah. for uh, for lots of reasons some of which are purely from the streaming financially model. based yeah. yeah the whole like if we only have to pay people for eight episodes then we will <laughs> said when we used to pay people for like 22 episodes so yeah. a lot of it are not a lot of those decisions are not necessarily in service of the art in any way it's just just money 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 money, money always you know that's what you want that's what i like i like when my art is ruined by capitalism and Maybe this three-episode model here is just that to the max, and I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid, but I'm vaguely interested in it. Yeah. Yeah, well, so excited to see, and 
think we'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take out of that into Wheel of Time episode six. What's this one called? Um, I truly don't remember. The one where Gwen goes into slavery. The really slavery one. Oh, yay. The one thing they have done right this whole show and have made entirely accurate is the horribleness of the Shan Chan. Don't know how to feel about that. On the one hand, I think it's important that they conveyed it. How horrible they are. On the other hand, it is just kind of fucked. F- f- uh, lack of a better word, funny. Not like haha funny, like like not, not funny haha funny weird. Yeah, but like that. The one thing they way. managed to really pull off well was this really like uh, unpleasant, like um, uncomfortable kind of thing, right? Eyes without pity. Eyes without pity. Like they couldn't. I don't know. There's so many things they've gotten wrong in this show, but they're like, we're gonna make the the most fucked part of it really well accurate. <laughs> yeah, we're really gonna keep it. Okay, up. great. Oh, uh, but yeah, that's is that where is that where we open up on? Yeah. yeah. So Egwene's been captured and she's been cowered last week, and um this is where we really get the the explanation of what that all means, what that all looks like, how how this leash works. And basically it's I mean, it's kinda what you get the gist, right? Um yeah. I don't it, think we need to explain it. It's it's magic. It's a magic leash that makes you do whatever the person wearing basically it wants. Whatever to. they kinda have to. It's not so direct as in they have like they literally just like puppet you like a but Basically, it can influence you. Um, they can make you feel lots of pain, um, so that you're well. You're basically just really inclined to do what they whatever want they want eventually, you to. right? Because mm-hmm. resisting is just harder. Um, and yeah, it's just that's a Gwen's whole thing. This whole episode is just trying not to break getting it. Beat down. Yeah, the slowly whole, but surely. The whole thing is that you can't, and also the thing with it is you can't um, pick up anything that is you can use as a weapon. So you actually have to become they break your mind and they pacify you mm-hmm. so you can't like pretend to be on their team while secretly hoping to assassinate them because it can read your thoughts and it, you will just torture you until you stop having those thoughts so the big thing is she has to pour water from this pitcher but every time she goes to touch it she only thinks about bludgeoning her captor with it and escaping um which she obviously can't do mm-hmm. um and yeah, slowly but surely she's broken and beaten bloody and dehydrated and Really gone through it. Almost yeah, died. It's really rough. It's almost suffocated to death. Yeah. Basically, it connects. Um, so it only works on women who can channel, is the, is the idea. And it directly connects you with the other person. So the, the they call the people who can channel demane, which is the old tongue for leashed ones. And I don't know what sold on. It's probably something about holding the leash. Leash holder. Leash holder or something. Um, but you're directly connected. And yeah, the demane cannot harm the sold on. Um, and they can't, like you said, they can't even think of it. It's, this is the thing directly from the books is that, um, at one point Egwene like imagines bludgeoning her soul down with the cup and the, then for days afterwards, she can't even touch it, touch it anymore because she thought of it as a weapon and she can't do anything that she, she can't pick up anything she might do harm with kind of thing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's all reflective of their like society where they basically like it started with them just not being big fans of Aes Sedai for a number of factors, but basically not trusting them to be left alone because they are obviously to a certain extent, they really are dangerous. Like that, yeah. that, that idea is more or less real. Um, especially because the lore is that in Shanshan, when they arrived, it was kind of hectic there and people calling themselves Aes Sedai were kind of like ruling as tyrants. Yeah. So, you know, there is like somewhat of explanations for why their society is, so against channeling the way it is in, in certain ways, uh, but yeah. So their whole thing is that anyone who can channel is just like a a it, monster, like subhuman monster that they have to 
contain subjugate in this way. It's really unpleasant. It's one of like the most. It's truly horrible to read. I truly hate reading those chapters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's upsetting. Well, same time it's brought up. Um, it's really rough. I mean, it's like I don't know. Without putting too fine of a point on it, um, it is like a lot of the worst kind of concepts of like slavery and stuff but like made physical yeah like um yeah exactly personified by this this magic system that they have here which is sort of like it's just like a tangible thing it's Mm. you know it's like the it's basically taking the psychological effects of slavery and stuff on people but just actually making it a real thing that is is kind of impossible to resist resist because it is magical yeah basically they uh they don't Egwene gets to keep her name, but another thing that's equally as terrible is that they they often give them new names, which is what another thing they do to make you get away from your old self. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gets to the point where they free some Damani in the book, some who are captured on like in the not even on Shanchen, who are captured in the in their invasion. I've only been with them for like a month or two, and they like they don't like they like their new, their new name. They don't they want to go back. Like they bre- they can break them very quickly and very effectively because they've been doing it for two thousand years, like uh, an, an insane amount of time. It's mm-hmm. so baked in that they can really really break you down. Um, so it's just the worst thing you could possibly imagine. Let me get to more of a silly part where Rand's tied to a big wheel in, in the <laughs> desert. Um, so this is falling up on. The end of last episode where he's gone into a dream to try to talk to Lanfear. It's working. There is one funny part in this scene I thought was funny when he's like, he's like, I'm not trying to capture you. And he like, he kind of gives a look to like him bound to a ways. He goes, all right, I'll let you out. Which I thought was fun. One good, one thing positive I'll say about this show ever. There you go. Um, so but basically he's trying to convince her that he's totally like on the same team. They're totally they evil. Together. Yeah. He'll, he'll like go along with it. Which is fine. I mean, it doesn't play out exactly quite like this, but. This is the general idea at this stage of the books, right? Mm-hmm. Is that Rand does go along with this to get stuff, and and she she is a valuable resource to him at this point because she knows stuff he doesn't know and can help him along. Yeah, helps him along. So this is fine. It's whatever. Um, but then we have like a weird argument with Moraine about it. Again, just more. There's so much like needless. I've said it said it before. I'll say it again. I'm sure we'll say it even more. It's just there's so much weird like interpersonal drama in this show. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they why <clears throat> they took the wheel of time and they're like, man. In this adaptation, it needs to be a fucking, like, CW-esque soap opera. Like, I fucking hate this shit. I, I, I don't get it, Jack. Yeah, the show Can you explain f- it to me? Full of big battles and magic. Why most scenes are just two people. I, I said it. Chatting. Because they, there's a lot of stuff you can do in this, in this in the Great Hunt. They're always doing something. Yeah. They're always working towards some Listen, goal. it's not like a... I'm not... I'm not, I wouldn't even say the Wheel of Time is like a... It's like an overly... is a series that's overly heavy on action, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it certainly punctuates stuff. It certainly breaks it up. Yeah, there is action to be had, and yeah, this book has a lot of it. Like just it'll be like we do like a Trolloc fight. Oh, here's a part where Rand kills some. Uh, what does he kill? It's like a rhino beast of some kind. There's some kind is of this, monster. He is that when he is, is in the alternate reality? Yeah, where Hawkwing loses. I think. Yeah, he fights a, some weird beast. He fights a weird beast with his bow. Where it'll be like Rand summons lightning at himself and blows himself yeah. up. There's just other stuff to be done. <laughs> In between, just to give a little bit of something, break up the monotony just a tad, but whatever. Yeah. Just arguments. Uh, you know, to that end, Nynaeve and, and Elaine are more argumentative than even they are in the books, yeah. which they have like a back and forth. Yeah. At th- sure. th- this point, I don't mind it because they, they just have they act in the books for a while and it, they just met. So they can kind of, I, I can, I can see it a little more than they're doing to everybody else. I don't know. It's not quite this bad. They're I get, both oh, so childish. A lot of their arguments come down to 
Nynaeve wanting to be this like older authority figure, right? Yeah. And um, Elaine, even though she is a princess, also just kind of being young and you know ignorant to stuff mm-hmm. and making potentially foolish decisions. It's not just I don't know the, the, the arguments just are so like whiny and petty in this. It's like oh you're not oh, I don't have to listen to you. What do you think you are, the daughter of Vandor? Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's I don't know. You know what I mean? They're not very compelling. No, well, no, they're they are not compelling. None of these arguments, especially well, we we get a little bit of a Matt scene. Matt appears. Sure, Matt appears with men in there. They've just um appeared in Kyrian, which is fine. I don't know. They've. I feel like they are over exaggerating the the um what's the word I'm looking for proximity of Kyrian to Tarvalon. The, they are relatively close in the terms of the whole the world. Yeah, in of the wheel of time and um, you know, some of the distances are shorter than people expect. Like the 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 countries in the wheel of time are. Not super really kind of small and stuff. Yeah. Still though, everyone just kind of teleports from Tarvalon to Kyrian in this episode to an extent that is probably a bit too fast. Excessive. But I mean, I guess they just got to get there. I'm not necessarily saying I want them to spend a, a whole book like just burning travel time, but at the same time, kind of somewhat believable. Bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get a we get a great old scene from our favorite character. We get old Leandrin and her old son. Leandrin and her old son, my favorite guy. God, I wish Robert Jordan put more in the books. You know, if Robert Jordan had his one book, he would have probably been a, a crucial part of the last battle. Yeah, I wish I wish Leandrin's old son <laughs> more screen time. Yeah, he probably probably would be like, you know, teach Rand how to channel or something, yeah. really be an important character. So Lanfear shows up and she's like, You work for me, don't you? And she's like, Yeah, I guess so. I'm I guess a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a black Asha. I'm a shadow uh, dark friend, so yeah. I guess I work for all of you. I hate men, but I have a son. And she's like, you hate men with one exception. I wanted to be like, well... Two, maybe. Was there two exceptions? Sure, there was a... Listen, I don't want to... We don't need to get into, like, the specifics here, Jack. But I just, you know... Listen, I know when one and two make three, okay? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, but Lanfear just fucking kills this guy. She's like, he's old and he's dragging you down. Which she's not wrong about. I mean, this guy is old as shit. He's on Death's Door, right? Yeah, he's, like, he's got, like, a thing with his heart. She's making his heart stop or whatever. Nothing else is going to really change. She can't really I heal mean, him. It's not, yeah, where, where's this going? It's only... Jack only going one way. So she kills her son and Landry's like, ah, fuck, you've killed my son. My, my dear old son. Man, if we did this a while Steals back, we could have breath. avoided it. We could have avoided this a while ago, right? Yeah. Maybe she wouldn't have felt the need to kidnap those girls away if her <laughs> son did. was already dead, but whatever. Fine. Um, they give her a lot, of, give a lot of backstory here. Yeah. She was forced to marry when she was... Oh, I guess that's why. So maybe she didn't like her husband. Yeah. But the product of her... Uh, her offspring her would. relationship was still dear to her which I guess that happens sometimes you know, it's a thing I guess I didn't miss I kind of missed that because I didn't pick too much because who cares I hate this show um, this the worst thing ever so then we cut to we've we've got Loyal and he's working for Lady Sirath. Um, I thought this is weird again this is one of those things where like it shouldn't bother me too much like it, because it doesn't affect things but it does but it does because it yeah the whole show's bad so it doesn't you know you know, compounds. It's just one of those things. I don't know the weird the way they treat loyalness seems strange to me because I I feel like she treats them too much like an oddity where they have a they bunch have of Ogier and Sean Chan and they actually treat them. They they love them. They're big well, fans. Yeah, they're big fans. Um, they're all armory and scary. Yeah. So in the Death Watch Guard, who are like the royal guards for the Sean Chan, they have Ogiers who serve there. Now those are the only Ogiers we've been privy to. Yeah, exposed to directly, I think, from Sean Chan. But, you know, obviously the idea is that they're, like, affected by the culture that they exist within, right? Hmm. And so they are, like, warriors and militaristic and stuff, and, and they have more Sean Chan sensibilities than the Ogier that we see, which makes sense. That's all interesting. Yeah. 
But again, they're just they're treated with like deference and respect to a degree. Yeah, they're, they're um, called the gardeners, I think. Like, yeah, they're called the gardeners, which she calls loyal here, like offhand, but that doesn't really apply to him. Obviously, it's like no. a title that they actually have. And um, the thing is, is that in so Dakavela, this, this is the word they have for like slaves. I don't know what it means. Probably like property or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and part of the idea is that all of the Death Watch guard are property of the Empress, mm. so that like they have they would you know I guess be even more loyal and determined to protect or whatever. Like, they would have no outside influences. Influence, because if you want to join the Death Watch card, Death Watch card, you have to literally make yourself their property, which I think applies to your children. Like, it's a, it's fucked. Their whole thing's fucked. Yeah, they're bad people. So, it's a whole thing. So, like, you have to really be, you wouldn't just do it on a whim is the idea. But anyways, when you do that, that doesn't apply to Ogier. Ogier are, are not Daco Vale to the Empress. So, even in that specific context, which has a lot of importance to them, they do not make oh your slaves Dakavale, which seems to suggest that they don't. That's not a thing they do. That's yeah. not a thing they're okay with. So, again, does this really mean anything? No, probably not. But it's just one of those things where it's like, why? Why ignore that part of the lore? Why change it? It's just, it's just at every. I've said this so many times for this show, but they somehow keep managing to do it. It's just at every turn. It's like they're like, how do we find simultaneously a change that really doesn't give us much, and yet somehow messes with 13 other things yeah really it's like they've they got the perfectly mapped out freaking like serial killer red string board in there where it's like what's the one change i can make that ruins that everything 15 other things oh it connects to this chapter in this book oh it's fucking oh, it, un- it undoes a plot point for the f- 13th book oh yes perfect perfect <laughs> mass bad at gambling nice that'll ruin his entire point of his character so and they also seem a weird thing they're like sing for us loyal and they're like all seem to laugh at him but then of course it it just works right away, and they're like, they seem taken aback. What did you never make him do that before? What is that? What's that scene mean? I don't, I don't know. They're like, ah, you idiot! You think you can sing the trees? But he literally just can. So why did they? Why did they think? Why did they get off? I mean, she's a she's a bad person, so it's fine, yeah. whatever. But him and Inktar are chilling there, just hanging out. Um, but they're not broken, so I guess I don't know. They're doing a real good job of convincing, I guess, because they haven't been like beaten and whatever yet, like they ought to be, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? The Shan Chan looks so dumb. I hate all their weird hairs. Their hair all looks too like modern, right? Is it just me? I don't. Do they not all have like weird like fifties reminiscent like hairstyles? The shaving head thing is like hard. the weird look- swoops, and then yeah, the shaving head thing is is weird. It's always looking to look. I think it was. Always I hate the look nails. Weird. The nails are completely wrong. The the way they talk about it in the books is just you paint your nails. You get to paint your nails. That's that's the status symbol. And how many nails you paint is how is reflective of how important you get to be. And this, they're just like long. Everyone claws. just gets two. Is it how long they are? How long the claws are? I think so. But again, I feel like we're meant to believe that those are really their fingernails. Except every single person who has them has the weird metal thing. Like you can tell they're just sticking their fingers into little claw things. Metal it's thing. So, yeah. It's so <laughs> too much. Like everything with the Shan Chan, there's too much going on. Um, but then, uh, Ingtar is like, got in there. I got, I got the deets. So there's like a room where we can get the the, the, the horn, horn, the dagger. And Loyal's like, we'll have to get a Gwen too. And she's like, oh, probably not. And he's like, nah, Gwen will be sick. And, you know, she's doing all right so far. He's he's not, you know, he's got the right idea. So more of this. I mean, again, we, we kind of went through a Gwen's whole thing mostly. Yeah. Um, she looks at a tree to find, like, comfort. But mm-hmm. the thing with this, the Suldoms and the things, you can get their emotions through it. So she knows that a Gwen likes a tree. So she does a thing where she forces her to channel, which is the thing that you can do with the collar and makes her destroy that tree with her own power. And basically just, you know, Break her will. Mm-hmm. Break her more and more. Uh, yeah. 
But there's also kind of this idea throughout this episode that um, she is teaching Egwene things, which is also part of the book for sure. Like this is, again, this stuff I can't really poke too much at. Um, and she kind of has this whole like, what, they didn't teach you this at the tower? What, do they not respect you kind of thing? Mm. Um, and yeah, this is this is like part of the lore is that she actually, um, I mean, against her will basically, right? But she does learn different techniques. She learns a bunch about um, getting ores out of the earth. Yeah, yeah. When she learns how to use the, obviously they teach her how to use the power as a weapon in ways she hadn't uh, previously been taught, of course, by the White Tower. Um, so she does learn a lot, and this is why, like, uh, spoiler alert, but after this, when she gets back to the tower, they're like, oh, we'll skip your right to accept it, because you, you've, you've learned too much at this point. Yeah, we can't teach you anything else. So that is kind of part of it, which they do, I think, convey more or less, that, like, she is learning things that she didn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, lots of lots of physical torture, basically. Just really make it unpleasant. Which again, I mean, this is accurate. Like it's, I gotta say though, the thing that always um, bothered me in particular, bothers which, luckily we don't get too much of this from Egwene yet. She never really gives into it, at least in the books. But it's not the physical like torture. I mean, that's bad and all, obviously. Yeah. But it's very much the psychological thing, right? That mm-hmm. a lot of them get where they get to a point where they just don't. They are. They have like submitted so fully that they've forgotten who they are and yeah. any any hope of resistance that's what's really the upsetting. worst part yeah the one she tries to talk to through the wall um starts, tries to talk to another one but she just keeps repeating the mantras like they can't use a weapon she can't like she's like oh what's your name we have to like he'll try to like be good with each other mm-hmm. she just can't do it um you know obviously what you said just uh, the worst thing obviously they call it the kennels because they treat mm-hmm. them like animals less than animals probably because you know they see animals as more useful, not Basically, as dangerous. Yeah, uh, you know we do more of this fucking men shit with a Shamael taking her seeing away or whatever. He wants uh, to make. He's wearing like a leather duster. I don't know what he's wearing. He's wearing the duster, man. You yeah, gotta bury him in the duster. You can't burn the duster. He's like losing my Wait, wait, wait. Let me my duster. Same way in the duster. <laughs> this is so weird. I I meant to bring this up last week. I don't, I don't I don't know if I did. I don't think I did. But the. One of the one of the things about um, men's viewings in the books is that they absolutely always happen. Yeah, there's yet to be an instance of them not coming true. So the fact that she sees him stab him, killing Rand, and that's how she observes it too, because that's another thing, is that sometimes when she sees them, she doesn't really know what they mean, and sometimes she sees them, and even though they're kind of like vague and metaphorical, very vague and metaphorical, she does understand what they mean explicitly. And every time she's ever done one where she understands what it means. The thing she sees comes, comes to true. pass. So I don't know what that means. The fact that she sees it and she says, you're going to kill Rand. With a big dagger. So either she's mistaken or it's just not going to happen, in which case her visions, visions are, are flawed in a way that they aren't in the book. I don't know. It just seems like a weird change. I mean, so too, though, obviously, is this whole plot point of her like hating it so desperately and wanting to be rid of it. So Her auntie's using it against her. Who knows? Uh, then we do more of this land bullshit. Yeah, so basically they confront Lan and they're like, are you evil? He's like, obviously not. <laughs> why would I be evil? I didn't even know, like, why. I didn't realize that that was what they were worried about when they got that thing. They got that paper. They were actually like, I bet maybe Lan is in on this asinine. But Lan's like, well, here's the truth. I'm just going to let you in on the big secret. We found the Dragon Reborn. Crazy thing to tell them, but yeah. fine. Okay. Let, they let make them him sleep the outside. Secret. Let him in on that one, I guess. Who knows? So like, all right, we're going to go find the album and we got to tell her. You're right, Lan. Okay. You've cool. convinced us. Fine. Fine, fine. Even though she didn't know that because of last season, but uh, whatever. Yeah, who even cares? Lan's doing more dreams. Um, He sees a Shamael, but then Lanfear helps him 
Get rid of him. She's like, look, I can protect you. She probably made it all up, right? Yeah. Just to trick him. Does she, she shows him Egwene. That's fine. And he's like, oh my god, Egwene, the woman I still love at this point in the series. I guess so. Yeah, because um, good for him, I guess. Uh, we'll then see where that goes, I suppose. He tries to talk to her. They might just do it. Who knows? At this point, well, I mean, if they get Min and Avienda and Lano, they get maybe a little speed run that, too. But he seems to actually do a dreamwalking, so he, he gets in there and she actually sees him, so I guess she knows now, which is good for her. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, what do we got? More of this, more torturing Egwene. I get it. More horrible things, talking to the Damani. Um, I hate this chick. I hate this Damani with the... The thing in her mouth? Especially as we've gone on, we've, we've learned that that's not... Thing. Part of it. Part of it. So why does she have the weird pacifier? Why does she have that, Nick? Maybe so they can't speak. But why? They shouldn't want to speak anyways, right? The whole, Their whole their whole thing. Right? They're basically animals. Yeah, they would never have one where they were like, well... This one's too chatty. She's too chatty, but we're going to be... A, we're just going to muzzle her kind of thing. Um, but regardless, that wouldn't be the thing. It's not how that would work. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the weird... It looks dumb. It just looks dumb. Looks so it's, it looks like Overly a pa- silly. It literally looks like a pacifier. Uh, it doesn't help that that actress is seemingly quite young, which adds to the creepiness like of it all, which I will, I'll will, i give them. Like, if they want to make me uncomfortable, they do, because every time I see her, I'm like, that's fucked. Yeah, she's going to be there for the re- for like hundreds of years. Yeah. Because they're all, all naturally born spark. That's So they're even stronger with the power. They get um, all the strong ones through their little process. Nynaeve and Elaine that I said I they're hiding with, they get a Suldom. And they're like, or not a school, an Idom, uh, an Idom, and they're like, we're gonna try to figure out how to open this. Yeah, cool. Uh, mm, seems pretty. Moraine's good. trying to light a rudder to Swan, and her sister's mean to her again. I thought they worked over this. I thought, we, like last episode, we like came to some vague resolution here. I just don't care, Jack. I I, I, I couldn't care less week, about this. I cannot emphasize enough how little I care about Moraine and her sisters and her nephew and her nephew's fucking family drama, dude. What a nothing plot. Like what? I don't. I don't know what it's. Jack, serves. what is this? Something again, completely fabricated. There's no Damadred family drama to speak of. She has like three siblings, which are mentioned once. Never again. Who knows what happens to them? I don't. I don't. She care. has a cousin who's like a a minor character at points. Important. Mary's the high None king. of this. Anything. I mean, again, we 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 went into it, but like, she's not supposed to be of this age. It's a whole. It's it's absurd. I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Just so why is her sister like 70 and her nephew's like 25? What's that about? That doesn't even make sense if you think about it. Not even a little a minute, bit. Do you? Does not Have you? Have you thought about I've it? I've thought think about, about it, it now. Doesn't make sense, does it? No, not, not even a little bit. You were right. Whatever. They have an argument. Talk about how her dad was dying and all she wanted was Moraine. Cool, bro. Who cares? Like, again, none of this is anything. None of this is, any, is anything. It's a bit of anything. I don't even know if Moraine had a dad. I mean, she did, but it's not a thing. Not right? a thing. Not, not important. It's just, again, I can't emphasize this enough either. She's not the main character. She Moraine is not meant to be. She's the mentor. The main character in this. Like, she's getting just so much. Which, again, I understand to an extent. You've got Rosamund Pike. I guess you got to make use of her. But what? Like this? This is what we get her to do? Weird melodrama? I get it. Because in The Great Hunt. Nothing. Moraine has like three chapters. She's off. She's she's actually just doing nothing. She pulls like a Gandalf. She's like, I have to go research. I have to go read books yeah. <laughs> for a minute, and she does, and it's good. It works out well. For yeah, like she gives her things to get done. She 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 learns some good stuff. She figures but, out Bellfire. Yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna say it, Jack. They're not gonna get to Bellfire. But if uh, they pull a Bellfire, I'll be shocked. I get it, but again, I just can't. Uh, any drama about her dad and her like what what is this? Moraine's like, well, actually, this is my house because I'm older, which I thought was funny. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. You're out on loan for me. Get her ass, I guess. Kick her out. Um, Lan f- finds the Amarlin like he's been wanting, and I guess he tells her that Morin's been stilled, right? Yeah. Or does he? Did we see what he says? I think it's just like a- I think just something's happened. Yeah, something's happened, right? And then it cuts. But that's the letter she- that Moraine is also trying to write to Swan, and as we see, she literally arrives in- Kyrian, so it's all going to come to oh. a head next episode, I guess. I like uh, a little crown of air knives. That's fun. That's cool. Logan's chilling out. Kind of trying to teach him how to use the power. I still just don't get this. I just don't, again, the, the way it works in the books, at least, he should be of almost no use. Again, other than like the most vague like theory. Here's of the it feeling all. of it. Like, here's how it should feel, kind of. Because he can here's... see it. It seems like that, right? Yeah, Doesn't he, it? I, I think it, I mean, he directly is like, you're using too much. So we can see how much Rand is using at once. Or is he just getting this set? Because, again, like, it's so hard to tell in this show sometimes what people you're can meant see. To see and what is just kind of effect for the audience here. But we're still, before, in the, in the uh, books, if you can't channel, you can't see anything. It mm-hmm. looks literally is in, it's completely invisible, right? There's no air knives. There's no fire. There's nothing. Well, I guess if you set it on fire, then the fire yeah. is visible. But you can't see someone pulling in power. You can't see how much they have. Yeah, you can see how strong someone is. Nothing. So either he has, he can still do it somehow, even though he's meant to not be able to. No. Or is this literally just meant to be visible? It's Again, it's never clear. I mean, he's literally em- emanating light. <laughs> Yeah, he's glowing brighter. So I guess that's I guess that's your answer there. I don't know. One thing I I will say is that they do correct how to he can use magic. So they're still dancing around Sidar Sidine because Logan's like, no, you're you're doing it wrong. You're not. So he can I guess he can see it or feel how he's doing it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you're surrendering to it. That's not how we do it. You have to take it, which is the difference they make. Mm-hmm. So again. And he throws up like he's he does a lot. Yeah, he gets sick. Um, you can see the taint through it. So they're like once again half doing everything, mm-hmm. which is like just make it Sidine Sidar. It is very weird. It's just, it's yeah. We've been over that though. Yeah. Enough. But so like, I guess he's learning. I mean, this is what we need. We just need yeah. him to be able to do some shit. Whatever. Fine. Some cool weaves or whatever. Learn all of Logain's battle weaves, and then he finds. Matt. We did have a thing where we learned why Logain was here. I guess. Because Moraine put him here. Right, because that was a question where I was like, how did this happen? It was Moraine's doing Which that's... It's fair. Scheme-y. That. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's good with that. Um, Rand meets Matt like he's supposed to, like like Min has seemingly orchestrated here. Um, I didn't realize, like, it's... Uh, until they were here in a scene together, They've Matt's very British this season. <laughs> he is quite British. He's very, like, mate and bullocks and... Cranky. What does he say? He says some, another thing here where I'm just like, what are you... Why are you talking like this, Matt? None of your, none of the rest of your friends talk like this. How would you who talk all live like in the this? same town that you did? Your metropolitan area. Yeah, your metropolitan tiny village. Out in the middle of nowhere, so far away that no tax people can come and see you. Don't even worry about it, Jack. Don't even worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. I would never hope to. But even, yeah, that all aside, he literally talks different than they do. He has a different accent and, and mannerisms and phrases. He just talks like a British person. And we hate oh, maybe British people. I, maybe bloody. To be fair, though, he does say bloody a lot in the books, so that's fine. But- yeah, he's saying like bullocks and mate and stuff. And I'm like, that's nothing. What is that? What is that? Why would they do this? What, Jack, what is that? They try- They just didn't want the actor to try. They're like, we, we're going to get a new one next season anyway. Like I said, Jack, I said this earlier, but like, why, why just let him say blood and bloody ashes, you cowards? What are you, what is that? The kid's got to say shit and fuck. Yeah. Once- and have sex with men, maybe? Let them say blood and bloody ashes, you cowards. I think someone says- What are you making the show for, huh? Someone says bloody, I think in this episode. He says bloody. Does he only say Yeah. It? He's okay. like, what are you bloody doing here? Mate, watch. It was right here. He says, you bullocked up my role. Because he's like, what are you doing in Kyrian? He's like, bloody, what are you doing in Kyrian? 
Yeah, one reference or oh, bloody awful. You look bloody awful. Great. That's just what a British person would say. That's what I mean. Why does whatever? But the channel thing. Nagweave absolutely biffs it because she can't channel. They're like, just yeah. try a little bit. And she puts way too much into oomph, and they just they go, oh, somebody did it. Let's go get her. I need even Elaine, and uh, uh, I said I trying to figure out how to open it, but yeah, she draws in too much and lets him lets reveals him their their location, location to the demanding the Suldan will roll up to capture her. This most most like worthwhile scene I feel like we've had almost all season. <laughs> yeah, is um the I said I whose name I forget and her warder who they picked a new name fight, for, which I think is actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I was happy with that. Um, they kill the warder and then they get yeah. her with it, which is she kills one of them. Well, she's like she's like trying to force her warder to kill her. Well, just listen, I'm not an advocate for, uh, but come on. <laughs> Do it yourself, I guess. Like, yeah. yeah. If, if you really think it's a fate worse than death, why are you making this guy do it? You know he doesn't want to. Yeah, just take a knife and get yourself. For you the... know he'll kill. She's asking him to kill himself, essentially, as well, because yeah, that's usually the way it goes. He can't survive, and he's not going to survive once the Shanchan. Their present situation aside, when your eye I dies as a warder, as we saw last season, you want to kill you're yourself. You're inclined to die, anyways. Yeah, yourself. So like, it's a big ask. And then when he's inevitably sh- struck down by the Shanchan, he's like. Guess I'll just sit here while they channel, while they collar me. That sucks. That sucks. They um, get her. That's the one they take away and break. She is, yeah. They like get in the her. books. She like barely is able to like tell Egwene her real name, and she's like, "Yeah, they're gonna, they're probably gonna get me." So, yeah, and the, if you can remember on a name, that would be good at least. And, think, and then they take her away. They take her back across the sea when they leave. Spoiler alert. And uh, yeah, she never see her again. again. I don't know. And that they. And there's even more of a problem with the Aes Sedai getting captured. Because they mentioned that as well, that several Aes Sedai have been captured so far while investigating the Shan Chan. Uh, and one of the things in the books, which I don't know if they'll address in the show, and they make up with their with their nephew, um, is that... I was very worried about it. I was... They, they're they like, your sandwiches are pretty good. Which, I mean, I'm, a, I'm all for sandwich content. So maybe this scene, maybe I was... To but what an insane thing, right? What a stupid thing for the for magic to be in this to show. To, be, to just be in this show. The great scene where Moraine's like, I remembered your sandwiches actually were really good. Who cares? Kill yourself. <laughs> Get it over with already. Oh my God. But I was saying is that the, since the I said I swear those O's, they can't do all the things that Shan Chan want them to do. So it's Most even. notably beat. It's like weapons. It's like 10 times worse for them, if at all possible, because they're like, I, my, they're dander if they do, dander if they don't. Their body physically cannot create weapons mm-hmm. for the, of the power. And then they're tortured by the Damani, uh, the Suldans, because they don't do what they tell them. So it's a real fuck. Uh, I think they they catch on pretty quick. I think I think they just say that. But I've yeah, I guess that's true. Even they don't just try to like beat it out of them. At some point they, at yeah. least at some point they accept like, yeah, this is a thing that you cannot do. So well, they least... use them for other things and stuff. Ah, uh, the the Amarlin arrives and Kyrian and Leandra makes a weird comment. She's like, you know, last time we came here, we deposed the the king. What? Okay. What does that mean? It's not a reference to an event I know in yeah. the books. I think that's just a weird... She's talking a real big game. Esoteric thing of like, yeah, oh, you know, when a bunch of eyes would I get in one place. She says 13. Why is that... He's not a channel. He wasn't a male channel. Yeah, I don't know. Why is that relevant? It's not. It's like a weird... It's like an odd number because there's seven Ajas, right? So it's yeah. not like two of every Aja. I don't know. I didn't know what she meant by that other than, yeah, they can do it. They can do a circle. And It'll be all great. Man. So I guess because Swan knows that Rand is going to be there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what her thing is. Uh, I don't know. Landry's a little bit too familiar with the Armalyn, it seems. She's like, she kind of shuts her down. 
Swan. She's like, get away from me, Elijah, you creepy lady. You angular-faced lady. <laughs> uh, Rain tries to skedaddle, and Land's like, where are you going, buddy? And Land's like, yeah, you gotta stay. He might want to be stepping back. Which, that's kind of what happens. Kind of what happens at the beginning of the second book. So. He tries to run away. Yeah. Which, is, knows, which is a, uh, a section I have some particular fondness for, so I'm excited to see how that goes next episode. Well, good to see. The, the key difference is that, is that it happened at the beginning of the book, not the yeah. second last episode of the season. So that is a distinction, but... Also, they hadn't met yet. No. Whereas in the show, they went to Tarvan last season, so it's less significant. Oh, yeah. Very much Because it's so. the first time Rand and the audience are introduced to the Amarlin seat, but they took a lot of the content of that chapter and just moved it a whole season ahead, so it's whatever. Um, but yeah, Rima here like, gives them a ring. She's like, put in the fire for me when I die. Remember this? Or whatever. It's like, that's, that is grim. That is grim. Oh, yeah. But like I said, it's like a cool fight and it cuts between this and um Egoyne seemingly like I don't want to say giving it entirely but certainly having like a moment of weakness here where uh she's able to pick up the picture like she's supposed to because she no longer Can't has fight. any thoughts of uh fighting the Suldan with it but like I said I thought the sword fight was cool and then like it corresponded well with it's it's a thing that they actually have been consistently pretty good about in this show right which is we have the Asadai do stuff, and then the Warder do stuff, and this is why they work, work so well. as a pair, mm-hmm. right? So you have her Asadai here fighting the sword fighters, and then you cut to her, and she's like burning the faces off of Suldams and oh, shit, yeah. which Giving is pretty them. badass. Oh yeah, the she, one after her Warder falls, um, she like crumples. She them like up. crumples that woman up. I was like, that's crazy. That's that's kind of hardcore. I gotta say. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, that's what people. Say when they want like a Star Killer TV show, they want him to do with like the Force, yeah. <laughs> but not in a cool way where he fights bad people. Is where he's evil and kills yeah, um, whatever he wants. I guess. What's your face, Shakti, for the eighteenth time? Sure, yeah. Bikini Shakti, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> naturally, naturally. Um, this chick also has a pacifier in. They all, they all, every single one up here does. They don't give a Gwen a pacifier. Maybe because they haven't taken her out yet. Maybe. What's it for? I don't know. I really just don't even know what the purpose would need to be. Surely, again, if they're well-trained, like, as well-trained as they say, then they don't need... Why would you need a pacifier to... What is it, to keep them quiet? I don't... I don't... I hate it. It's just a... We, again, I think almost every aspect of the Sean Chan are kind of overly designed. And I guess my thing is there's no consistent, to me, like, vibe that they're going for here. Mm-hmm. What are they meant to look like? Right? Yeah, there's there's too much. Like, the guy's bone... Yeah, there's, like, bone area. stuff, and then there's, like the ritual scarification but then some of them have like scars on their face some of them have the weird like half like the bottom half of their faces are painted and some of their clothing seems to like i don't know be almost like roman greek like there's like those weird the tassily skirt things yeah on some they got long flowing robes I, like so much shamael's wearing a business suit there's so much going on i just feel like pick a m- more consistent like design language of some kind for these people i don't know yeah Whatever. Yeah, I don't care that much. They get her. I mean, they do get her. Um, and again, Egwene's having Gwen, a rough time. Egwene pours the cup, and then she pours it right out in front of her to show that they have, she wins. Again, if there's one thing you can say they showed done right, it shows just how horrible this all was. Um, but hopefully she will not have to endure it too much longer here. Yeah. We get a new Damani in the, in the cell next to her, who has a bed, seemingly? Yeah. I guess when, they, I guess when they're good, they give them beds. Yeah, when they're good, they give them beds. Um, and then she's like, yeah, that's as long as I did, and I was a sitter. Okay. Okay. I don't know why she's talking so much. Seems like they wouldn't be talking that much. 
Well, yeah, if she's like, I didn't last as long as you, so like that means you're means you're fucked. Success, you've been successfully like kowtowed. I don't know, whatever. Again, complete fabrication, but I guess that adds weight to be like, oh, going, you're better than a sitter of the Blue Aja. Who is that? Where'd that? Like, that's nothing. That's not in the book, but that's no, fine. That's fine. To set her up to being, spoiler alert, Armalyn, maybe? I, 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 I don't know. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping and praying. No parent in this episode. Not a lick of him. Not a, li- not a cent. Glad we got like four scenes of Moraine and her nephew, though. Well, we had to have the sandwich scene. Right. The sandwich scene, essential runtime. We could not have spared a second. That's, if, that's what probably the last battle is going to be. Where nephew's like, Dark would you like the sandwich I made? And we're it's like, poison. We're, we're assembling all the great forces and all and all the, you know, our friends and, and allies we've made along the journey of the Wheel of Time, right? All the characters, and it's all like many reunions, and, and we've all we've all joined forces to fight in the in the in the last battle, right? Mm. To defend all of mankind itself against the forces of the shadow. And Moraine's son is or Moraine's <laughs> nephew's there, and she, and he hoists aloft the great sandwich, and he feeds it to Rain, and Rain's taint is cured. <laughs> Rand eats the sandwich. It's actually it's like, revealed that he was the creator the whole time. <laughs> Rand says, "This sandwich, so delicious and, and potent, is it? We go that I will. I I I'm energized to to fight and and indeed win the last battle. My my, I love when he goes to feed the elf and he goes, Tyshar sandwich. <laughs> how shall I how shall I win the last battle and survive? Well, Moraine's nephew's got a makes a pretty killer uh, Cuban sandwich. So why don't you hit hit, hit him up? He uh, he's pretty good." <laughs> Takes a bite of the sandwich and he says, "You've done well, Taishar Karian, Taishar sandwich." <laughs> and they go, "Yeah, Taishar sandwich." <laughs> the Shantan bend over and weep. They realize a how wrong they've been. A great cheer rises up amongst all those the assembled armies of the light, and they say, "Yeah, Taishar sandwich, Taishar march to the sandwich to doom, <laughs> to Shogul." Man, I don't know if a sandwich like I couldn't tell you the last time sandwiches were even mentioned. Do they have sandwiches? In I don't think they time? have. They them. might not even have them yet. They might not have been. They've invented. been lost in the breaking. They may not have been invented yet. Sandwiches? No, they they're just getting around to like figuring out that you shouldn't treat people like second class citizens because they don't have any money. When did we come up with sandwiches? Really, sandwiches? Thanks for that. Yeah. When when, when did he do? I'll that, give though? it a quick googs here. What do, what do they what do they say as as like the official beginning of the sandwich? Because they say that the Wheel of Time is, is in a vaguely... In 1762, John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, invented the meal that changed dining forever. See, they say that the Wheel of Time takes place in a largely like 14th, 15th century inspired setting, which would mean no sandwiches yet. <laughs> Let's see, did he really invent it? Here's an article. Okay. Handheld gambling fuel. That's where, this, that's where the story starts. He didn't want to like... Matt would love this. He wanted to eat while he was gambling. Playing cards and, and dicing and whatnot. Matt would uh, be a big fan. You got to him that. Uh, the sandwich was actually named after Earl the Fourth, the Fourth Earl. So it was whatever whatever the true story is. It was certainly named after. Well, yeah, I got that. The Earl of Sandwich. So that's that's all this article is really telling me. It doesn't say anything about hot dogs though. Incredible. If they're a sandwich, I don't think they exist yet in any form. So you tell me the Wheel of Time can't have hot dogs. I think they'll invent hot dogs with the power. They have sausages. I just don't think they have hot dogs. They'll get there with the power. Power rend sausages are just like a like a Salem's hot dog. I guess so. That's what they lost in the breaking. Lucerne's like it was a, it was among yeah. They probably had used to have cheeseburgers like double cheeseburgers <sighs> with like bacon like a double bacon cheeseburger, which is like in a lot of ways like the the peak of culinary creation, right? Yeah, for some groups. I don't know if you don't eat beef or cheese or bacon, if you don't mix yeah, it well, too. I those people's you know you just, know. just discard most of those things. <laughs> I reckon. Yay. Mel Gibson would agree with you on some of that. <laughs> Is that the end of the episode? That was the end of the episode. Oh, cool. We're just rambling? Cool, awesome. We're just rambling. All right, that's good. 
I do get a pre- listen. I said I we watched the preview for the next episode, and I told you I said this has this this preview has actually gotten me more excited for this show than I think I've been since we actually saw it for the first time <laughs> two <laughs> years like, oh, ago. Oh, this is really what we're. Oh, that's what we liked it. Oh, it's the is, things that we read in the books. Oh, this is what it'll actually be, huh? But it um, it's one of my favorite scenes from the books, and it's got some of my favorite lines and. There's some like land wisdom that's dispensed, so we'll see. I'm sure they'll butcher it, but they'll ruin it. We saw at least from that teaser that there's at least one line that I enjoy. Well, is it the dude you're heavier than a mountain? That he's got to say that, right? If he doesn't, what's the point? Why? Know. What are we even doing? I don't know, but he says he says the line. We'll get to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll save that little juicy tidbit for next week. Unless so you're dying to hear it. Uh, so we'll I take out of that into the newest film. Well, I say newest in heavy quotations, but a film we watched. Uh, Gran Tur- Turismo. Turismo. I always butcher it. I always say Gran Torino. Which See, is- the thing is now you've seen the film? Yeah. Yes, no? Maybe so- I've seen it. Okay. Of course I've seen it. It'll be a while if I didn't watch I it. Don't, well, I don't know. No, no, I watched it. I watched it. Okay. They say Gran Turismo like many times within the film. This is not a movie where it's not... Like, this is a movie where it's said... To a lot. Many times within the film. The title of the film is. So it's like... It's because I'm overthinking. You, do you see what I'm getting at here? Well, no, I'm overthinking it. Okay. Because I've mixed it up so much that I overthink when I say it and I end up fucking it up. Okay, but that you've, but again, you've watched the movie now. Wherein Grand Torino's never meant, never uttered once as a as a as a phrase as a term. So what is, what's the? I overthink it. That's why I mean I don't know. It's not much more than that. Okay. Regardless, uh, Grand Turismo based on a true story. I saw somebody this week. I saw a tweet that went around. It was like. Some, something, something. David Harbour did a really good performance in Stranger Things Season 1, and he's not got to do anything because of it. Something, something. What's he been in? Black Widow and... This. No, something else, though. Oh. Uh, what was David Harbour? I feel like I've heard it or seen anything. I'll just look it up. I'll give it a googs here. Tell, tell me what David Harbour's been in. I'll give you a quick rundown. Go on the old letterbox. Uh, let's see here. He's in Brokeback. Oh, Violent Night. That was... a. Uh, I think that was the most recent other thing he was in. He was in Sander has known for. Uh, Black Widow, Brokeback Mountain, Suicide Squad, Quantum of Solace. He's in Quantum of Solace? War of the Worlds. I didn't know he was in Quantum of Solace. The Equalizer, Extraction, End of Watch, No Sudden Move, Hellboy, The Green Horn. He's in The Green Horn? Huh. Violent Nights 2. Violent- You're doing the second one? Yeah. We liked that movie. It's on oh, Lumber Hellboy. Bo- Thanks for nothing, Jack. I said Hellboy. You did not. I did. I literally said, play back the tape. Jamie played like that. Listeners, rewind. so someone was like, "What did he get to do?" How, how, like, as a result of what was a really good performance, like, basically, the idea was it should have been like a star-making performance. Um, and all he's done is Hellboy and Black Widow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, "He was actually pretty good in Gran Turismo." And then someone replied, "I heard that was based on a true story." <laughs> and someone said, "Really? They should have added that in the marketing." And then someone replied, "They did. That's why I went to go see it. It was, it was actually an okay movie. It was pretty good." <laughs> That was all. That was my. That was, that was all good. just in service of that one anecdote that I was like, man. I mean, either they were all in on the joke, or that last guy was very much not in on. The I'm joke. Very much in. Now nah, you're feeling being cringier and a little r slash whoosh. Isn't that kind of funny? I did enjoy that. So, so it's based on a true story. <laughs> where I, where I couldn't believe it. It's in. It's one of those things where it's in the title, like it was with fucking the Revenant there, where I'm like, really, Guy Ritchie, or not the Revenant, the Covenant. Where I was like, really? Like, it's officially part of the title. That's Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. It's like that kind of where it's yeah. Gran Turismo based on our true story. It's all the, like, yeah. but title not, of not the movie. Not all places that show the movies put that all in the title. Oh, yeah, like, ours did. Yeah, like, mine did. The, like, uh, like, on Letterboxd, it doesn't. But yeah. on, like, the Regal website, it does. So I was like, why does it do that? I, again, it's just poking fun of the idea that, like, the marketing has, has really pushed that very heavily. 
Yeah, they play the they play this trailer seemingly endlessly. But we I couldn't believe as well that when the movie started, it still opened with telling us based on based on true story. I couldn't believe it. This I is lost a true it. story. Like I was like ready. I mean, like literally laughed out loud. <laughs> like, you, are you serious? <laughs> you can't. We just can't escape it. Couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, we were kind of like uh, pretty negative on this film conceptually because that yeah. marketing had really graded on us after a while we saw you know lots of movies over the summer and it seemed like they did never stopped playing that trailer. and we never talked about the trailer because we were no, just didn't we really care it's not really our kind of movie per se face value um but i've when it came out i had heard like actually pretty good way better than you think based off those trailers and so here we are we've gone to see that do you think that's accurate <laughs> that it was way better than trailers sure I would say I liked it more than the trailers. I think they did, at least story-wise, obviously exactly what the trailers is, but I think presentation-wise, mm-hmm. they do a lot more interesting things. Mm-hmm. With, like the racing and they like a nice montage. They cut to what the car is doing inside. Like They, sure. they make enough visually interesting things that it's just, just like, here are the beats of a true story. Fair enough. Um, I got to say, I still would have liked it to be more, more. <laughs> more, more? Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree with what you're saying. Like... Yeah, I don't know. Again, it was totally off of like word of mouth and stuff. I saw a lot of people being like, so good, like way better than you'd think. Where I was like, okay, I guess I. I wouldn't say, we'll yeah. I wouldn't say way better. I, I wouldn't either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I was like, well, listen, I'll, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll, I'll go see it now, right? Now that mm-hmm. the opinions are actually out, right? It wasn't a type of movie where I was beating down the doors to go see it, but like, her, I, again, I saw a lot of people being like, actually, like really quite good. And I was like, okay, fine. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like it that much. And there's one particular thing that, um, Upon learning it, did did bother me a bit, but we'll get to that. So the basic premise, if you couldn't get it all from the trailer, is that um, there's this guy. He's a he likes playing Gran Turismo. He's actually quite quite very good at Gran Turismo, and um, they they do this contest program thing where some Gran Turismo players get to actually train to potentially be real actual race car drivers. And they do, and of course he does, and then he he's a race car driver. I mean, listen, it's all in the trailer, and it also is one of those things where, like... The trailer tells you the whole movie. The trailer tells you the whole movie, but also it's kind of self-evident. Not to be one of those guys of, like, ooh, the good guy, look, you... But, I don't know, a movie like this, it's kind of more obvious. I don't know. Because it's just a big, like, we just race a bunch. Yeah, we do you know a bunch. I mean? We do run car go quick. Like, every act is just we're driving the cars quickly. Mm-hmm. So in the first act, it's like, who's going to drive the car quickest to to qualify to be the, the actual race car driver? Well, it's him. Of course, yeah. Look how we follow. And then the second act, it's like, we need to drive the race car fast enough to get our our driver's license. Well, and then he does. Yeah. Then he kills a guy. Right. And well, and then we need to, who's going to who's gonna drive the car fast enough and, and, and do the 24 hours low man? Well, and it's him. And again, I don't want to be that guy about it to an extent, but I... I don't know. Something about this kind of movie in particular, right? There's no, there's no distinction, right? Like, I want to be like, oh, it's about the journey, not the destination kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But for a movie like this, it's all just kind of, do you, you get what I mean? Like, it's so samey. Like, there's yeah. not really, no, there's I, nothing I, distinct. There's nothing, int- I, not that there's nothing interesting, but it's less so of like, well, yeah, you can, I mean, you can kind of say that about a lot of movies, right? Like, you get the, you can kind of guess the, the general plot, beats, the general outline. Um, except it's more like, well, and then we do this and we go to this location and it's different. Whereas this is just, yeah, it's a bunch of driving, man. Like I get it again. Even if the trailer hadn't shown it all to me explicitly, I would get the idea that, Hmm, 
I reckon the character that we're following here is the one who's going to succeed at the... <laughs> yeah, against all at, odds. At the event, against all odds. And, oh, I bet then he's also going to, in the very last possible race, qualify for his thing or whatever. Uh, I wonder if he'll do it, just by the skin of his teeth. Oh, he, he does, kind of, you yeah. know, like, I don't know. Yeah, they don't really build anything with the Randall Thor, who is the antagonist of this plot. That feels completely fabricated to me. Yeah. In, at least in the sense that I don't even, I didn't care to look into most of the details of this. Just cause. But if that's a real guy or based on a real guy or whatever, which it very well may be, I feel like the idea that he was at every single one of these events yeah. and had a significant, like, notable interaction at mm-hmm. each of these where, like, they're, they're yeah. Putting heads or he's putting heads in, in each case, that has to be fabricated. And And same with the other guy who's, like, the German, the guy. German dude who's like his nemesis guy. You, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, it's, it's unlikely that all three of them would always be so close every single race, and they'd be at all the races. That feels very much like a movie thing. Mm. Um, that's putting a side effect that I learned. Okay, so part of the idea of this whole movie is that his his dad, Digimon Hansu, Digimon, Digimon, how do you say it? I said Digimon, like a like like Digimon, is that how digital you say monsters, Digimon Hansu, whatever. Listen, Mr. Hansu, Mr. Hansu. Well, please, I don't know if that was Mr. Hansu, <laughs> um, who was a, su- a successful soccer player actually, and is encouraging his his younger brother to pursue the same, but is is very much skeptical and and unsupportive of his older son and his uh, aspirations of becoming a race car driver. I found this dynamic hard, <laughs> in the sense that I don't think he was wrong. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, I I get that. Yeah, because it's like why his it's not very it it was a once in a life like how would he have known that he was just gonna work out this way? He's like I'm gonna be a race car driver by playing Gran Turismo all the time. And ultimately, I guess you want the idea would be like you you would want your parents to be supportive to have that ultimate sort of faith, right? Mm-hmm. That like I guess you would want it so that your parents do believe that you would be the one in a million kind of thing, right? Right? But, but they're also the not insane, right? Like. <laughs> I just don't really know what the message of this was meant to be. I mean, I guess in general, like aspirational, hopeful kind of thing of like, any you can do whatever you put your mind to kind of thing. But in a very like specific sense, but he put I his don't mind to. think his dad was wrong for wanting his son to have a backup plan. Because mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't go to college, right? What it says. And the Europe, they do university. Mostly the time it's free. Depending on where you go in Europe. So like you probably could have cheaper. I don't know cheaper. exactly how it works. It's not in some countries it is, but it, maybe maybe England's. I mean England is the America of Europe. So maybe it's like fuck you there too. Who knows? Um, but in any case, I'm sure yeah. they would love to be referred to that way. Yeah, well, who do they care? They're the British. They say Tuesday funny. <laughs> I bet. Let's <laughs> get them. Get them. Hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beans and toast and shit. <laughs> I toast sandwich. I can't. I they. Anyways, a full English breakfast looks like <laughs> looks like something you slop on for a dog. But yeah, it's it's a bit strange when his dad's like, maybe you should work in construction so you can make money and not live in my house all your life. He's like, but dad, I bought a new wheel. It'll help me win Grand Turismo. He's like, it told me it took me a w- month to save. A- How expensive? Listen, I get that he's like, haha, I have a shitty job or whatever. But if he's working there, f- even anything a, a close to f- full time for a month, that's two whole paychecks, right? Dude, At least. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Went to that wheel. Listen, I bought some things in my day or whatever, but like, that's crazy. Like, Buy things now. Is it like a $2,000 more? Yeah. Four, three, four pounds? How do the pounds work? What's the minimum pounds wage over there? I think it's, probably, I don't know, quid? Quid's the same thing, but I mean, quid is just, just like slang. It's just like, I think it's like bucks. Like, you know, pounds are dollars. And, but if I was like, hey, give me, 
You owe me five bucks, right? Yeah, but you quid is such quid. a quid is like something that's in Wheel of Time. Well, of course it is. They're so silly. Yes, they're 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 absolutely silly people. They're so goofy. So goofy they conquered the whole world for a minute. They had they went a little silly and they had too many beans <laughs> and toes. <laughs> and they conquered the entire Oops. earth. When you have too many beans and toasts with the lads and you accidentally <laughs> conquer most of the known world. I'm Whoops. going out I'm going out with the lads. Don't conquer most of the known world now. Me after True. two beans and toasts. <laughs> the British is the British Empire map. <laughs> the sun never All sets, of- honey. <laughs> oh honey, I'm sorry, the sun never sets. We got India. <laughs> I think he's Welsh, actually. Is he Welsh? Who? This guy. Gran Turismo. <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Gran. Mr. Turismo, please. <laughs> I don't know him that well. His name is John? John? Jan? Jahan. No, it's, it's, it's literally just like... J-U-A-N. No, it's just J-N-N-N. J- Did I say three oh. N's? Two N's. Three N's. J-N-N. Oh. J-A-N-N. Jesus. How many N's? Four This is British. Okay. Darlington, UK. Ne- neither of these are... are um, England. Him. This is England. He was born in England. So okay. in England. I don't know why I thought he was Welsh. The English Commonwealth. The problem Yorkshire. is British and UK are both like the whole yeah place. So you could be Welsh and also British UK, but that doesn't whatever. Um, what do we? Oh, but so just his, his relationship with his dad. I don't know. So it comes around again. I don't like. I understand for the purpose of this movie, it has to be that way. But I just I I can't find it in me to like fault the dad. Fault the dad, right? Oh yeah. Did, did you did you have that feeling at all? I did. Okay. I like when... Maybe we're just already, like... Jaded and lost our cynical bastards? I don't think so. But it's just, like, this is such a specific... Listen. It's not like he... he it's not like he, like, does any... Does, does, what, he does not take any steps to I accomplish his dream. The, the biggest thing to, that you could say against him, I guess, this is it, is that he is supportive of his other son's ultimately equally ridiculous Ambition. dream, right? Yeah. And yet not, I think that's the biggest thing you can say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that makes sense in, in that sense, right? Because you, you can't tell your one son that his dreams are like ridiculous and impractical and he's going to, he needs to Have work at a back. factory or whatever. <laughs> and then tell your other son like, yeah, you're probably going to be a professional soccer player, son. Because uh, again, ultimately, almost equally unlikely, which is to say for most people. They're never going to do that. So close to zero as to. Is to be zero, indistinguishable from zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which again, it's not like a super. I mean, like, listen, if you want to play video games and be a race car driver, good for you. Like, figure it out. Like, but I like, feel like more he power like, to you. But I just he like wasn't though, because like he wouldn't even drive. So it's like, what was your that that was an interesting here? thing. I, I again, it's hard to know how much of this is like true. Yeah, because like, it's like accurate to life aspects. Because that is a that was a crazy one when it's like when his dad's like, you don't even drive. He's like, yeah, but. But what? That's crazy, man. You don't even drive like your family car, like places. But then he does have that scene where he like outruns the cops because he's so good at driving. Because Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. <laughs> so it's like, so de- like uh, even more the deaths, right? Because then like his son is like working at like some kind of dead end thing that you can maybe hope to get in, like similar to what a, like a minor league soccer thing would be. He just like doesn't do anything. So almost like if you, it's like well, at least the one son is. Well, it trying. just falls into his lap, right? It's just yeah. so happy. Like it's. The way it's pre- again, at least the way it's presented in the movie is literally just like by pure happenstance, everything he's ever wanted falls right into his lap, and he's get like, and he gets there immediately. <clears throat> okay, so let's get to the um the thing I, I didn't I didn't like upon learning about him. So kind of in the same vein as this, his whole like relationship with his dad thing, right? It's resolved pretty much right before the final race, which is twenty four hours of man's. He gets his dad out there, and he's like, "Son, I'm sorry, I didn't support you. You, you were, you can do, you can be speed racer, or whatever." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good on you. You are the speed racer. Now, did this? Did, okay, I'll just say for me, 
this seemed to convey that the way that this film kind of played out, right, seemed to kind of suggest to me that it had been basically one season of, of racing. Racing, right? Yeah. Would you? Yeah, that, that, that's just like I. That's how I would see it. Yeah. And so, like, he'd been away for like a seat, like, and he's been on the road, and he's been busy, and then finally he's able to meet up with his dad again, and his dad like, "You did it, son. You have my validation," kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. You so see, you would you would agree? Yeah. That's kind of the vibe. I, I, that's, that's how I how I understood it, the way that we presented it. So the tricky thing about this is, and and this is the particularly egregious thing, is that that's not when these real life events. Uh, it's not the way that the real life events unfolded, basically. Mm-hmm. So the way it is is that he the um whatever Gran Turismo Nissan whatever program thing to to Takes teach you how to be a racer. Yeah, that was in 2011. The win at the or the rather the 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 podium placing, whatever you call that. Mm-hmm. The third place uh, at Le Mans was 2013, and his crash was 2015. Oh. And so by, again, they don't directly ever say this, but seemingly con- condensing it all into seemingly a much shorter time frame, because otherwise, what's the alternative? That he's been away from home for two years, two, three, four years without seeing his dad, which seems strange. But beyond that, obviously, you can surely see where I'm getting at with this, right? Mm-hmm. That... Moving the crash around to use it as a motivator, bit Odd. distasteful in the sense that in real life, that's that's real. That's a very real thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit like the visuals of it were sensationalized a bit for the movie, I guess. And also in real life, he just gets out. Like he's able to, under his own power, get out of the crash and stand near it. Like he's he doesn't have to be like gurneyed away, mm-hmm. unconscious kind of thing. Um, but otherwise, like the details of it are more or less... Similar. On point, but this movie positions it in such a way to use it as, yeah, like a motivator. Like Uncle Ben-esque motivation. <laughs> to, for him to do better at Le Mans. And uh, that's kind of weird. It is, yeah. Given strange. that that's not the order it happened in. Yeah, and it's weird to, it's a death that really affects that's a, him. Real a, death. A, a real person who died, whose name is never mentioned in this movie. Right, mm-hmm. they're never shown. They're just referred to as this like nameless, faceless corpse. Weird. That is a weird decision. And I gotta say, when I learned that, that did kind of color my overall opinion of opinion this opinion on the film. And the real guy who, as is shown at the end card, did work on this movie. He was his own stunt driver, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a thing where he said he was like, well, I think it was just like, uh, like it would be, I think it's just like disingenuous or dishonest. Basically, like it, it's only kind of like it has to be in there because it. It did happen, and I get that to a certain extent, but to distort it in this way, I feel like, does not do it. It doesn't give it the right yeah. thing. It's, it warps in a way that is unusable. Or I guess I understand to an extent that, like, didn't want to leave it out because it is a real thing that happened. Fine. Mm-hmm. Also, though, if you wanted the climax of the movie to be Lamans, then, like, that could just be, right? Yeah, you don't have to have him kill a person. It could have ended with that, and then that event, which happened later, didn't necessarily have to appear in this film, and that wouldn't be dishonest at all. Mm. What you've done is... Dis- and not not that he did it, right? He didn't write this movie, but... Somebody did. They changed the timeline on there. Somebody took the pieces of this man's life, like these actual real-life events, and shuffled them around to make a narrative out of it. And I guess that's what these stories biopics do. kind of are, yeah. but... This is particularly grisly. That's a bit, right? Mm-hmm. I see you're going with that. So, and again, that's besi- that's also like secondary, or er, secondary to that is the idea that like it also just seems to convey a weird passage of time that mm-hmm. doesn't really track with the movie. I feel because yeah. again, it's like was he home away for f- f- 
from home for years, four years, four years, five years, three years, two years. Did it all happen in a year in, in this version? How long was he out? I don't know. I don't even know when Le Mans happens relative to the rest of the season. Was it? What, what is it? Yeah. Is, Le Mans is the same one they do in Ford versus Ferrari, right? So that's something I wanted to bring up. So are you a big motorsports guy at all? <laughs> Not really at all. Me neither. Couldn't care any less, frankly. Couldn't give a damn. If I'm being, I'm going to call a spade a spade here. That being said, I have seen a couple of racing movies in my day. Um, and I did think it was notable because, like, yeah, of the three I've seen w- with Gran Turismo here making three, mm-hmm. I was, there's a lot of connective tissue. So you said um, Ford versus Ferrari. That's what that movie's all, all about. Yeah. It's 24 Hours of Le Mans. And the other one I've seen is Rush, which is the... Oh, yeah. The Chris Hemsworth. Oh, not Daniel Brühl. Daniel Brühl. Um, where Daniel Brühl plays Nicky Lauda. And um, the connective tissue there is that in that movie... Wait, and in and in real life, um, Nicky Lauda has a crash on that same track. Track, which I, is it's like the Nuremberg Ring. Nuremberg Ring. I don't know. It's like one word. Yeah. I don't know how you say it? It's, you know, it's German. They don't matter. Uh, but he has a cra- he has like his horrible crash, from crash. That movie on that same cra- that same course, and that's after that actual crash, they stopped using that course entirely for F one at all. Really. Because as they kind of address in this movie, it's like a controversial, like... A big hill. Seemingly dangerous kind of thing. And, um, you know, F1 cars are even lighter, even faster kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. like, they totally just uh, put the kibosh on that. They don't use it anymore for that. So, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's in interesting. Way. I was like, oh, yeah. This connects to two of the only other, like... Racing movies I've Exposures seen. I have to any kind of motorsports. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Overall, I mean, we didn't sit t- talk about any of the specifics. Did Dave- you like David Harbour? <laughs> I did. He was good. How about Orlando Bloom? He was fine. Randall Thor? Kind of nothing. Just bad guy. Um, was Japanese businessman? Pretty good. I kind of, I honestly, like, I don't know, maybe I'm an asshole, but I kind of thought maybe that was just the actual creator of Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. Well, he's just an oh. actor playing. <laughs> good, for, good for both of those guys, though. Yeah. The actual creator of Gran Turismo and that guy. And that actor. He gets to play a legend or something. Good for him. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. The guy who play who's playing Jan Martinborough did fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. He gets motivated he to a speech that yeah, you know, it'll just a movie, I guess. But thank God it was based on a true story. Apparently that's fake. I don't know. The based on a true story thing? The um did he have like a pep talk with his guy? I don't know again, I didn't look too much into it. I'm not sure how much that is even true. That like he had this mentor character who Let him through stuck with him through his whole career mm-hmm. and started with the The Nissan event the Nissan course thing. I don't know. But, um, you know, David Arbor did a good job, I guess. Did a great job. Oscar-winning performance, even. I think he should go up against um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. from Oppenheim- in Oppenheimer and uh, Ryan Gosling in Barbie. Get the supporting actor nom? Yeah. Surely, Ryan Gosling's the lead of Barbie. No, I think he's supporting. Who? Margot Robbie's the lead of Barbie. You can have more than one, though. Yeah, I don't know. Because, no. I mean, often, lots of movies have a lead actor and a lead actress. This is, this is what I've heard, so I don't know how accurate it is. That he's been, he'll he'll probably be nominated for supporting. Really, that's what I've heard through my through my connections. Hmm. Maybe that'll change. Am I crazy? I don't. Maybe possibly. You think that Leonardo DiCaprio's going to get it for Flowers of the Killer Moon? Well, no, he'd be a lead actor in that. I heard that um, they might nominate the his woman who plays his wife in that. Sure. Maybe. Okay. Hmm. I guess I'd never considered it. They would be supporting. That there's literally just one lead actor for a movie. Oh. Like they pick one or the other. So in which case, I suppose 
if everyone who isn't the lead, if there's one lead, then it's then it is definitely Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. <laughs> Glad we got to the bottom of that. <sighs> In which case, I don't, I don't. He's got some stiff competition. He certainly does. Oppenheimer's probably going to get like three. <laughs> probably, I would say probably best adapted. No, I meant um. Oh, three. I was just kidding. Like supporting actor now. I'm from Oppenheimer. Three. Oh yeah. Throw like uh, Donnie Jr. Maybe uh. All the nine and Reich as well. I was gonna say uh, and Gary Oldman, Rami Malek. <laughs> Malek. It could be Gary Oldman. No, we should, we should get Josh Peck up there. Get Josh Peck nominated for an Oscar no, to Robert Downey. Rami Malek did way way more than Josh. Peck. Yeah, I don't care who did more. It'd be funny if Dr- if Funny Fat Drake and Josh Boy. That'd got, be crazy, right? Got got nominated for an Oscar, Academy Award for. You know, David Dobrik and also got to work with Christopher Nolan. That'd I saw a clip cool. of him on a podcast, and he was like, "They're like, oh wow, I was Oppenheimer," and it was like. It's kind of wild working with Matt Dan being like, you're like a real actor, and I did Drake and Josh. <laughs> it's like what real acting is. <laughs> Good on him. At least he's humble about it. Um, You got anything else to mention really about? Not even a little bit. Gran Turismo based on a true story? Uh, no. I uh, I give it a three on Letterboxd. What'd you give it? I give it a three. What'd you say? Do you have any, I said, you have any uh, witticism you want to jump on us? I said, you need to pull it up. You, well, you can't remember. No. You're the, it's you. You spawned it from your own mind. You have to consult the app. Thank you. Finally, the movie about the most oppressed group in our society rising up to prove they can do just as much as everyone else. You just said that so so quickly. What it? What did you? What was the last thing? Something prove. Prove they can do just as much as everyone what, else. What was the word before proof? To to prove they can do just as much as everyone else. Okay. The one one the word before two. I don't know. I maybe. I'm not reading the whole thing again. I thought about it. I'm not doing that thing. <laughs> I just made a joke about gamers being I get, the most No, I got it. Group. No. Good on you. I almost put at the end, like, gamers, but I'm like, that's putting too much fine a point on it. See, okay, the thing is, though. Okay, here's the thing. Oh, great. Yeah. No, no, I was just going to say about your thing. That's good. It's kind of funny because, like, that's, I feel like, if you, have you ever dropped that one before? It feels like a kind of joke you might use. Uh, about gamers being the most oppressed? Sure. Just Ooh. about a movie. Well, because you could, say, what I was going to say is you can kind of say that about any game, like, video game based movie, correct? Yeah. But this is actually one where one of the kind of ideas of the movie is that like, they're look gamers. at how oppressed gamers are. It's so they right? say like, gamers. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they say gamers like a slur so many times. Very because usually that would just be an ironic meme mm-hmm. about how oppressed gamers are. But that's actually kind of one of the things this movie is trying to say. <laughs> like, gamers can do just as much as real people who do <laughs> it all the time. Judge life. them just for playing video games. I do judge them a little bit. Oh, it depends. If you think it's, if it's just a hobby, yeah, I doubt. I do. I don't, I don't feel like it. But yeah, if you're like. This is clearly my career in which I will be undeniably successful, and I don't need anything else to go off of. Then, with that, listen, that might that might necessitate a little bit of some light judgment, some light light ribbing, light light, ribbing. light, light dad judgment. All right, well, we can probably I can tag out of that then into Ahsoka episode six. Oh boy, here he is! It's Gr- Blue Boy Thrawn, far, far away. Oh yes, and that was a fun. They say the line. They say the line. Isn't that fun? I did like that. I'm sure there's people out there, undoubtedly there's people out there. Who's that kid that hit the line? Or they said it, they've ruined it. They've ruined the magic of it. I saw, you never just, you, you just, you never, you really do never know nowadays, but I did see someone this week who was like, why does Star Wars take place a long time ago? What's that about? It's like, what do we even do? What is even? <laughs> you being, can't even accept that. What is, what is being discoursed at this point? It's like, guys, that's been there since the beginning. I don't even know what that's, to tell you. That's there. the first thing. What do, you, what do you even say? The first thing anyone has ever seen of Star Wars was that sentence. We have to discuss why it took place a long time ago. What, what is the next? Why does it happen so far away? Why can't I see it? Why isn't this movie just set on modern day Earth? <laughs> have we? I can't. Again, I couldn't be... believe that was a real thing, but 
I, 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 indeed, I don't believe it's a real thing. I'm sure it's just a just a bit. Someone doing a bit, but come on, fellas, let's pull it together. Let's get it together, boys. But so it starts with where right where we fell off last week. Uh, Ahsoka and Hu Yang are in the ship in the mouth of a pergil, and they're launched into the new galaxy. And they have a bit of a chat. And you know, it's like I have all these all these stories, a history of the galaxy, part one, two, and three, harrowing tales, fun little droid stuff. He's like. You want to hear one? And she's like, no. no fuck you. <laughs> uh, then they're like chatting, and she's like, so being kind of whiffed huh? And Hu Yang's like, oh, I don't be so hard on her, you know? Maybe she, you know, didn't have a choice kind of thing. Like, maybe it was the only choice she could make. It's like, I didn't prepare her, right? Like, I saw it in the in the, in the the thing. I touched the thing, and it showed me the future, apparently. When did that happen? Like, right when she grabbed it to try to turn it off kind of thing? No, when she think? grabbed it when she was finding where she had to go. But she picked up the piece. Oh, she... like when she finds it in the very beginning, you think? You mean? What do you think? No, I don't think she sees the future. She sees the pe- she sees what happens when she's captured. When she when she gets out oh. of, out of the ship, when she comes back yes. from the when world, she gets the broken halves yeah. of it, and she holds it. She gets a force vision of the past. I understand. Good call. Good call. So yes, she's like, I saw it. Uh, Sabine went willingly, and Hu Yang's like, Well, it couldn't be. And she's like, Nah, definitely, bro. And again, that's when he's like, well, maybe. I'm sure she had a good reason for she that. She had a good reason, kind of didn't have a choice kind of thing. Or, and she was like, ah, I don't know about that. Keep going with the enemy. And she's, and he's like, man. Yeah. Give her a break. Give her a break. And um, she's like, all right, you know what? Fine. Tell me one of your stupid stories. <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> and he says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And we're off. we're off. That's fun. This is a fun little open. Yeah. And then we starts with us. We arrive. Do you think, do you think it's two on the nose real quick? No, I thought it was fun. I think so too, right? I didn't do it. I was like, ah, he's the thing. He's an old robot boy. Uh, again, I'm sure there's some people who are like, this is oh my God, I can't believe two on the nose, Star Wars but I thought it thing. was fun. I didn't have a problem with it. I was chilling. I think Star Wars should take place a long time ago, actually. Yeah, because they're... Okay, because who cares? But obviously, it's very literal in this episode, right? Because mm-hmm. they're going to an actual galaxy far, galaxy far, far away from, from the one that they're in, which is also thus the title. Oh yeah, and then is then do the other people arrive? This yeah, I mean we don't see Ahsoka again till oh yeah we don't see her again for the rest right. of the episode. So we cut back to the uh, big um, hyperdrive ring, which I think has a name that I always forget. Quick ring, the big quick ring. That's right. And obviously Sabine's there, still a prisoner, and she's like frustrated with Balon, and he's like, "Man, chill out, man. Keep it up. Out. We'll, we'll keep my end of the bargain. What are you being so antsy about?" And they arrive. They get where they're going. They get to old Dathomir. Is it old Dathomir or new Dathomir? It's old because they come from that planet. Do they? I, okay. they said that. I could not Are you sure that? Okay. That's what she says at so. least. Okay. Well, we'll see right now. Well, I couldn't I, I couldn't remember if they come from there or they went to there. You know what I mean? Right. I think they come from there. Because the great mothers also refer to their ancestors. Like, she, they, they refer to them as our ancestors kind of thing. Right. Like, as if her and Elspeth, which I guess her and Elspeth would have common answers. I don't know. Something about it just made me wonder if, like, there wasn't a third location that they all, like, uh, truly originate from? originated from, and then some of them went here. Whatever. It's not important, yeah. ultimately. Uh, but, yeah, they arrive at this, the, the new galaxy. They're here at the new planet. It's called Perita, and uh, part of its lore here is that it serves as, like, a, a Pergil graveyard. You see a bunch of whale bones in the sky. Big, big floaty space whale bones, so... Um, Balon says that it's like an old Jedi story that this is where they come and it's like the end of one of their 
like lanes. Words. Yeah, one of their routes, and then they just co- some of them die, I guess, or they they all come here to die, or they'll come super clear. celebrate their dead. Yeah, maybe they they'll like see them off. Yeah, see one off exactly. Kind of journey there to to take one of the pack, I guess, and leave them behind. Is that what do you call it? Pod? Pod of whales? Pod of do whales. You think, do you think pergils are a pod? <laughs> They're whales, ain't they? Yeah, I guess so. They would just miss if you said that they're from that planet. This was also something that bothered them. The whale bones? Yeah, like, why are there, why are there whale bones in space? Who cares? It's cool. What's eating this? Shouldn't they just be nothing? And, like, I don't actually think that's true. Yeah, they would still... Because, like, radiation and stuff would still get there? Yeah, the right? sun. The sun, the sun the, would still eat away the, at them. The ultraviolet radiation would I get the idea bones. that, like, there's not, like, bacteria necessarily. Oh, yeah, so he says that the... The Night Sisters basically are the first ones who rode Pergil around, and that's how they got to places. Maybe so they had for time was counted. For time was counted, she says. So maybe this was, it was the true, uh, like truly very first form of hyperspace travel that human or whatever sentience um, oh, wow. harnessed in in the galaxy. Right before they figured out how to make hyperdrives, they rode around on the whales, which is kind of sick. <laughs> so they're right in the whales or on the whales. She says on, but that seems insane, right? You gotta stand on the whale and ride it. Yeah, like, how's that work? You'd build... have to build something to protect yourself. Soon. But what, what could they build it to ride in the whales? Feels... I don't know. Yeah, maybe a force. Shield? I mean, they do do magic. So right. it's There's... true. It could be like a force field. That's a very good point. Very good point. Very good point. Full of them. Uh, Shin's there. She's real mad at. She doesn't like Sabine. Brand's like, chill out. We'll be fine. Also, my thing, just real quick about the whales, one more time. Yeah. If there's whales in space, why couldn't there be something in space that might eat the whales? Eat the whales. Big old space orca? There has to be like a space food chain, right? Yeah, surely. <laughs> There's a space megalodon. It's still out there. Space Jason Statham. Exactly. Freedom. Has to fight this. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and there's the Meg 2. Uh, but so they land on Perida, um, and they meet, again, the Great Mothers here, who are three really like ancient wise semen uh, night sister women. So real, like a real coven. Pretty sweet, right? Oh, yeah. Do these uh, remind you of anything, Jake? They remind me of other night sisters. Right. But that's... Uh... In the more like, um, in the in a more like literary sense, sure, literary generic kind of sense. Three, they uh, like Macbeth, like Macbeth, or the Fates, like the Fates, Jang, Bravo. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was fishing for out of you. The Trinity, both of those, I think, are probably are very solid. Uh, and he's been heavy with the illusions lately, right? And then it turns oh. out their names are seemingly very closely inspired by the names of the, S- the Sisters Fates. of Fate. Yeah, are they like covering their orbs? They, don't they all have eyes in this, so that's not. Take them out. Thing, they, also, I mean, they only you know, have one. He didn't want to be too on the nose. I suppose. If I watched a forest lady rip an eye of another forest lady and put it in her head, best episode I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, they do a little bit of dream walking. Dream walking? Well, because they talk to her in the dream. They oh yeah, that's it. how they. That's how she learns about it. Yes. They like they spoke to her. They in give the her dream. a call. She picks up the phone. They're like, "Hey, you should come to this other galaxy." So we, that's how we learn that they have been in in contact. Shin does not like these witches. He's like, "I gotta get these witches. Suck, man. It's too many of them." And they don't like Sabine. They call her it. Um, I don't know. Bit, bit harsh. Maybe they, they don't like the Jedi. When this first this line first time, she's like, "It reeks of Jedi." I thought they're talking about Balon. She was gonna be talking about Balon, who actually Jedi. Maybe because seemingly you would think much more of a Jedi than Sabine. But what do I know? Maybe it's because they use dark side techniques. Yeah, there might be like a. It's like, well, he's he's fine. Oh yeah, I I mean I can rationalize it. Whatever. Like yes, Ahsoka or uh, Sabine has actually been. Train. Training and trying to be a Jedi, whereas Balon and them are not. It's it's fine. I'm not actually saying it. I'm not like decrying plot mm. hole over here or anything. I'm right, just right. saying. At first, I was like, "Oh, is this going to be like a twist? They're going to be like Balon. We don't care for you much because you're a Jedi." But we do get a bit of that later on yeah. from a different character. 
Who could it be? So they, they put Sabine in the dungeon, and she tries to do a bit of force to get out, and she's like, oh, man, I can't really do the force. They like doing the the thing, which I think I I think is fun, where they like have it have a when she's trying to use the force, they have something happen that's like oh she's using the force, and then it's revealed that it's just some other external force. It's happened a couple times. Yeah, now. where she's like, so can to just kind of play with like, can she actually use it, or is it just happens that which it's it's either going one or two ways, right? Which is gonna eventually she's going to use it. I, I mean, yeah, I guess that's obvious. What a, what a nothing statement I just made. <laughs> It's going to do one of the two possibilities it could do, but I just... Yes or no. It's either going to just be like a running like gag almost, which is what it's been thus far, mm-hmm. where Dave Filoni just seems to be like, no, she cannot. <laughs> she, she does can't. not have the force. Huyang was, was pretty trying. clear. She Good sucks. Honor, but yeah, Huyang was pretty obvious. Um, or I guess it could be like, yeah, one of these times she actually is going to do it. <laughs> She's going to awaken it because she kisses her on the cheek or something. On the sure. Lips. So we get um some more of Balon's kind of plan, and yet somehow it seems... As vague to me as ever. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of talks in Jedi riddles. He's like, oh, this is stories. and Because Shin's like, okay, so we're like here now? Like, is this... We're doing our Jedi order. Is this he... it? Are we... Is <laughs> we... this what we wanted? Are we so back? Master? Are we so... Should I be like in our in our so back kind of era? <laughs> and he's like, there's like things here. Stories and mysteries and legends. <laughs> there's power here. There's a... Be- oh, and there's... Something we can like <laughs> can we use? go to, and he's like, "There's, there's stories and fables. <laughs> I've heard tale of this place. I couldn't make sense of this." <laughs> and she's kind of like, "So, is there like a location I ought to like make my way to?" Uh, Master, you just gotta say the word, and I'll do it, buddy. Just tell me, point me in the direction, and I'll go kill whoever I need to kill. He's like, "That's what I spoke of this place, and there's a great power that witches don't understand, and." If you look deeply, the power's within us all, if you think about it. And he's like, Master, you're losing me here, buddy. You're losing me. I was really, um, I'm in my lightsaber for this. I, like, probably killed my family. And at, um, at one point, she's like, this happens a little later, but. She's like the Jedi Order, and he's like. like, Well, I was going to say, she's like, are we going to, like, stay here by ourselves? (laughs) They're going to abandon us? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, it's going to be fine. This is, this is what we would want. This is what we prefer. And she's just like. Really? We're going <laughs> to hang out here? Just the two of us? By ourselves? Um, but he says something alluding to wanting to, like, break the cycle? Which, who knows what that could even be, right? He wants to stop, like, wants to kind of stop the Sith, I guess? Because he's like, well, we keep doing Star Wars over again. Yeah, he's like, the Jedi rise, and then the Sith rise defeat them, and so on and so forth. He's on a break, and she's like, oh, so it's our turn on the on the spinning, and he's like, yeah, I don't think you're getting it. He, he, does, a l- he does a little bit of, um, I'm going to break the wheel. That's what I felt. I was like, is she... He's trying to break the wheel? Like, wh- not really a very Star Wars-y Thing. concept. I mean, that's why he, he got out of the galaxy. He got to a different... He's like, no one's talking about it. I think we're a wheel. <laughs> I've never heard anyone bring this up. Shin, Shin, we're a wheel. Does anyone know? He grabs, People aren't talking about this. Shin. Yoda wouldn't listen to me. He called me crazy. <laughs> People are not talking about this. They're, they're not talking. They're like silent. They don't want to talk to me. Big wheel. Big wheel. It's like, oh. Got some theories. Shin's like, I've made a horrible mistake. And he's like, because she's like, well, so our lands with Thrawn, it's going to give us like power, right? And he's like, no, nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's just flat. You don't want any of that. Yeah, he's, he's like, what we want's here. It's what I seek is the beginning. And she's like, she kind of looks out kind of slow, like, what are we, this place? Again, that's when she's, that's when he's like, yeah, it's here. It's, it's, something's here. Very confused. Like I said, I've been all season, I've actually been trying to decipher. Oh, we all have, right? Yeah. It's like, wait, so what is he, <laughs> what is it exactly that he wants? I think. He keeps talking about old stories, so I think he's there's something like an old force artifact or some f- well of power that he's going to use to bring the Jedi back as he understands them or he wants them to be. Because he says if the stories are true, so he 
thinks like, all right, if this planet's real and we can get here, that means that this other thing is also there's something on it, something yeah. that we can use. Because he talks about it, I think later on, he's like, there's a power here that they're not, they're afraid of, even the Night Sisters. Yeah. Like, even the witches don't want to touch something on the planet, and we're going to use it to get our power and like escape. Yeah. Um, I have seen a theory is going to be like more worlds between worlds stuff, which could be. I would hope they don't use. It. I hope they don't use it too much. If if all of the worlds between worlds stuff we got was in episode um, five five there i would be i think would be set very content with that yeah um, especially because as, again as we've talked about and established i i don't think you can use it to change the past now if ultimately what it is is that he finds a way in there and has to learn the hard way that he can't change the past. change what he wants to change and that's fine but maybe he uses it to see the future to try to change yeah, it that be, way yes. sure but um yeah, and here we are into the real meats and potatoes of this. Right? The thing we all want to see. What we've been waiting for. Six this is scene. what it's all about. Incredible scene, right? So like you alluded to, um, she's trying to break out and there's something. And she's like, ooh, is this moving? And then she realizes pretty quickly. It's not her using the force, but it's um, a, a giant star destroyer. Star destroyer floating overhead. Here it is. The Chimera at long last. They give it a bunch of repairs. Grand Thrones flagship. It looks amazing. Um just very cool. Like, obviously, it's a great high-detail model. First time we've seen a, a sort of SSD story. up close like this oh, yeah. in uh, in a while. And this, yeah, is a very specific, unique model. It's not just a, you know... Not just out in space in a distance. One. Yeah, it's a it's very specifically the Chimera with the, the symbol on the bottom. And also, yeah, it's all busted to shit, which is always an interesting look, I feel. Mm-hmm. From its assumedly when Ezra fucked it up in the last episode, and right. when the rails rip it through space, it rip, it, rip it through space, and now you know the ten years that it's gone without repair. proper repair and maintenance has really eroded on it. You can see um, when it rolls up here that the um, left shield generator here, you can see it's like kind of like leaning. It's just in a bad way. There's lots of areas which seem to have been repaired with like gold. gold. Some kind of goldish metal. Gold oh, can't be good the for right. space. Which one is? They're both kind of leaning. I think it's the left one's barely holding on. Though. That looks like the one they've repaired, right? Oh yeah, the one yeah, up like on gold. top there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all there's all kind of like scaffolding kind of looking stuff and and an asymmetry about it from the repairs and stuff that I think is interesting to look at. Why do you park something like this? Yeah, right. Do you just put it on the ground? No, they can't land unless you have a big t- tower like that. I don't know what you normally do. Yeah, but no SSDs cannot land. Venators can land. Uh, those Can't. cannot. Oh, I know Venators could land. I figured they were all just like... Yeah, yeah. you see them in the Clone Wars a couple of times, like completely land on the ground. But Stars are kind of... Which kind of makes sense. You don't really need them to. Yeah, they're mostly just... They carry enough ships to... Uh, land. Yeah, to, to land everyone off of. So what do you need to really... What would that ever amount to? Plus to take off, you'd need probably so much... Probably so much to get off and out of atmosphere. That's true. That's not something Star Wars ever really mentions. <laughs> That's true. They don't really care Escape about that. Escape velocity seems to be a... <laughs> Yeah, it's we're not we're not that sci-fi. It's not that it's it's not that kind of movie, kid. We're too yeah. There's too much magic going on. Uh, we do see some of that um, LAATLEs or whatever the LATLs, the low altitude assault transport. Oh, yeah, those ones right there. Yeah, those guys, the police gunship looking things, the ones that kill Kanan. <laughs> yeah, they get them good. Uh, which are I actually think quite a cool design. We actually see them earlier in the season. The New Republic has some. Mm. I don't know if I mentioned that, but you might have. But um, we have uh, here he is. I mean, just the guy. Is, I mean, it's the guy we all want. It's wanted. the guy. It's, He's here. This is what we're looking for. It's what it's all about. One of two guys who show up. One of two guys we've been waiting for. Who guy show with up. golden mask. I remember him. 
No. He's new. We, so we have Thrawn here and his uh, Legion of Stormtroopers. Well, got their, like, Dathomir upgrades. They got, like... They're worse for wear, right? Yeah. Um, they've been all patched up. They've got, like, red... I don't know. Looks like tape, tape mostly. Du- they've been duct taped together. And the whole... What, what Do you know what this is called? The, um... We put gold in the or whatever? Yeah. Is that it? I I think something like that. Really. I'll, I'll bring up the right name. But, um... Yeah. What do you think about these Stormtroopers? I think they look cool. I think so. I, th- I, li- I like them. I like how they're still holding on to, like... The ranks and stuff, even though they've been so battered and beaten, trying to live through a decade on this distant world. They, uh, they're chanting his name, right? Yeah. Which, I, you know, has caused a bit of, like, what's that about? Because it doesn't feel like something Thrawn necessarily himself would be, certainly not ask for for himself, right? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be the type of guy to be like, chant for me, right? Yeah. And some people even think, like, is he the type of guy who would... Allow it? Yeah, would even, yeah, not even allow it. Um, but I also think that, like, Special circumstances, right? I think he would allow it just so he could keep his men together. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got a, a particularly like difficult thing here with them, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're gonna change his name, I mean, he's really bought himself a lot of uh, out of rope to kind of get himself going or hang himself with. Right. I, I think under normal circumstances he wouldn't, but you know, as we learn later on, like their numbers have been dwindled down by this exile. Like they're obviously very desperate. It's 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 yeah, extenuating kind of circumstances. Whatever he's got to do to hold it all together, I think he would be more tolerant of mm-hmm. than perhaps uh, he normally would. It's called kin- Kintsugi? Kintsugi, I guess? Mm, right, of course. It's the thing in like the uh, Rise of Skywalker too, right? With Kylo Ren's when he fixes it that way. Or, yeah. Or the, that weird monkey guy does. <laughs> that weird Sith blacksmith. Um, oh, yeah. So one of the prevailing theories about uh, the Stormtroopers here is that they're not actually uh, just you know, like devoted, loyal troopers who've been with Thrawn's exile and have had to patch up their armor because of, you know, uh, years of prolonged use, but that this is actually an entire army of uh, Night Sister zombies. Zombies, like oh. Mara kind of was. I personally, not not the biggest fan of that one. Yeah, I'm really... It could go either way, I guess. I wouldn't... I don't I'd feel much prefer if they're all just, like, guys. Me too. That is more interesting to me than just actual... Magic. Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the nearest thing, right? Mm. It's close to it. <laughs> If they have become, like, so indoctrinated. And, again, I guess you would. Like, you'd be like, well, we need something to... Hold on to. Yeah, we need something to hold on here. I guess it's going to be Thrawn, right? Our our fearless leader. Fearless leader. Our our hope that we can actually get out of here is going to be him. Um, But, yeah, that's more interesting to me than they're just actually zombies. You know, there's something that's said later on, which kind of seems to suggest maybe it could be, right? Mm -hmm. When he... Later on, he mentions needing the dark magic again. But, yeah, I prefer the idea that they are alive guys who just... Their armor's just gone to shit because it's been years for a decade straight. Mm-hmm. They're shitty Stormtrooper armor. Right. Uh, he's not as smooth as he is in the TV show. Who's pointing Thrawn? Smooth out. It was it just, just his face. He's not an old human man. He's just like a cartoon well, character. Yes, he's not a smooth. Yeah. He's a very smooth. Cartoon, you're right. Frankly, Jack, I don't know if any of these characters are quite as smooth as they are on the, in the cartoon. It's a, and that's a point. It can it's never, a point against them all. But it can in, never you know, in that way, it's it's at least consistent. Yeah. We're, they're consistently not smooth. Yeah. Ahsoka's not weird and just like low detail. <laughs> yeah, her her face tattoos they've got they've got all these added details. What is that about? She's got like eyebrows to cover up now. You know, it's it's all listen, thing. What are you gonna do? It is what it is. Yeah, take three days for them to get off the planet. But here he is, Lars Mikkelsen, Grand Admiral Thrawn. I remember an interview I read a hit where he was like, you know, I didn't I didn't go into this trying to copy my rebels self. I said this is gonna be its own project and I'm gonna come you know approach it. 
differently differently on its own and i was like okay i wonder how okay okay i mean i'll keep an open mind i'll trust his process here i didn't really notice <laughs> sounds exactly the same there's nothing about this to me where i was distinctly like oh he's doing something different yeah he he does he's slow he talks slowly and methodically and he walks deliberately i'm sure everything he said is true true but i'm not an actor extent but it's not enough for me to notice one way or the other or care yeah I've no doubt that his process for acting actually on screen has to be different than voice voice acting. acting. But again, it just didn't produce results where I was like, oh, yeah, he's doing a different voice. I was just like, yeah, it's it's him. It's a guy, man. It's a guy. What can you complain about? Probably something. Oh, Jack. (laughs) Of course. Do you, before that, did you have anything to complain about? Did, did you not, not a, just one of the besides the spoofing that was mostly a joke. Right, who cares? He's just an old man. Who cares? I thought it was pretty much exactly the same, and it you would right, yeah. And in a lot of ways, what what else? What more could you really ask for? I like when she said Sabine Ren. He's like, ah, that is. I know her. It's like, oh, there she is. Hey, I know her. I had to crawl her artwork off the wall. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean. Look at you can see some. I didn't notice this until someone put it on his character poster. But look at on his um, you can see even his his oh, uniform's fra- yeah. a bit frayed, and he's got like some little patches. Going his, on. his buttons are like uh, yeah, along muddled. his on his um collar is coming frayed too, which I was like, oh, that's cool. Because at first you're like, oh, his his uniform doesn't look much worse for wear, but uh, no, it is. Yeah. It just got some some wear on it, which I thought was cool. I guess it, even probably his epaulets are less like vibrant, shiny than they ought to be. Yeah, not as not as polished. Um, what's it say? Oh, but yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, this is like everything everyone's ever wanted, right? Yeah. Your Rebel Got sequel. Thrown. He's heir of the, the Empire. Same voice actor. We've used him. Like, what could we complain about, right? Um, although I've seen some. Some people are like, well, I don't think he's as good as um, the guy who reads the audiobooks. What? That's not even a thing. That's nothing. Like, I just can't even. I don't even know how to address that. You're, that's just a silly thing. Listen, I'm... the audiobooks are great and he does a good job and all. But what do you even... What is that even? Also, I don't even know if that guy read the audiobooks initially. I think that's like a recent thing. Like, this guy went back and read the audiobooks within the last, like, five years because of the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be talking out of my ass, though. I don't know if anyone recorded audiobooks for them back in the 90s when they came out. So, I don't... I just... Regardless. Um, the other thing is people say he's too fat, Jack. People have been very blatant. Not even mid some words about it. <laughs> just say he's fat. They think he's fat. I, Did this stand out to you? Not even a little bit. Here, here's a here's a good profile shot of the man. I don't know. He's wearing like an imperial tunic. They kind of billowy. I mean, he's got the he's got the uh, what are those pants called? Jobpers or whatever. Yeah, something like those that. things do the weird poofy thing. I don't know, man. Yeah, he's wearing a billowy outfit. He's wearing a billowy imperial outfit. I don't think he's wearing a belt right across where his stomach would be. So if it was fat, it would push on either side. Like how he's freaking sixty. Um. It's a picture from from like April of this year where people were posting like, look at the man. He's just a, he doesn't. I don't think he's. A, just don't think that's the case. Also, if that was like, is that really? He's been in exile for ten years. It's it's not hard to imagine that he wouldn't have kept up his prime physical shape. Also, again, um, Lars Mikkelsen here, almost sixty. I think he's like fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Thrawn in the series apparently someone did the math should be like almost seventy. They're old dudes. He's not a physical fighter threat. That's yeah. not his thing. So. He's very yeah. So who cares? But whatever. I I'm a big fan. We didn't really mention you, you kind of mentioned briefly, but like Enoch has a very specific design of his own here, right? Mm-hmm. With this um golden gold ma- mask golden, faceplate thing on his helmet. Got golden shoulder pads and like a belt thing. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. This kind of like I don't know. It's reminiscent of like uh, like death masks, right? Yes, it's it like is. a thing in like Greece, right? Or like um 
No, that's all I got. Like that one guy in um, Kingdom of Heaven, played by. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, good call. He said we're Norton in that movie. Yeah, but he doesn't want. He didn't want to get credited. Is that true? I heard. I've, well, that's what I've read, but I don't know how true it is. So. It is like that. That guy. But when he was coaching, he won a great battle. And he thought he lived to be a hundred. Good. Did not live to see thirty. Call. That's exactly who it is. Here, what it's like. So he's wearing that. Um, Thrawn meets with Sabine. He's like, Sabine, my old friend. She's Buddy! like, fuck you. He's like, well, that's not very nice. We've just met. It's been so long. I want to see a familiar friend. What a good time we're having. It's me, the most evil man you've probably ever met. Um, and he's basically like, listen, heard about your your thing here. It's it's listen. Frankly, it's pretty much entirely thanks to you that I'm even here. So. You know what? We're gonna go ahead and honor your bargain. So we'll tell you where we saw Ezra last time. We think, and uh, we'll give you a wolf horse thing to ride. And, and uh, Godspeed to you. Godspeed to you. I don't. I really don't even care. He's like, I'm gonna go back because of you. I just want you to know, I'm gonna go back conquer the whole galaxy. Probably, I'm gonna kill everyone. I kill everyone. You so, know what? First, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna find all those fucking Mandalorians. I'm gonna melt down their armor. I heard they're almost all dead. I'm gonna find the ones who aren't. Finish <laughs> them off. Oh, they're not gonna have a good time. So that Tim Jaren fuckhead, he's going first. I've heard of him. I've heard of him. In my dreams. It's, it's, we've, we've, been, we've been in contact. We've been doing dream walking. This is where uh, people are really starting to get hung up, though, on whether or not... What what, what exactly really is the timeline here? Mm. Because I've seen some people be like, if Thorne really has been hidden here, and it turns out we've only been communicating through dreams, <laughs> um, then in season three of The Mandalorian, uh, when people are asking about Thrawn. Why do they even know to ask about him, basically? Yeah. He's not even returned yet. So people, a lot of people really are like, maybe the Mandalorian Season 3 does happen, or at least some of that happens after this, like after yeah. Thrawn's official return. I know some people point at that scene in the beginning of the Mandalorian Season 3 where they're in the hyperspace and there's a Pergil. That people are like, is this... Does, oh, literally the one? Yeah. Is Grogu like... Oh, is Grogu feeling the per- like Ahsoka in the Pergil? He can sense her? I would be surprised if that was the intention, but sure. <laughs> you never know, I guess. I don't know. To me, it doesn't really work um, because I just feel like there's other things. Like, I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen. But to me, when Thrawn returns, that will have to be a bigger deal. Yeah. Like, surely that will be something that even the New Republic, for all their Bu- bureaucracy, bureaucracy here, can't ignore. ignore right? Yeah. Cause he, so, cause, like they said, Thrawn can gather the army under him. He's the last, like, remnants of it. It would be weird if that happened and, like, Carson Teva, a character who's in both shows, never mentioned it to anyone in The Mandalorian. Yeah, he kept it a big old secret. I don't know. Maybe that would be intention, but... Also, it'd be the, it, it would just be a needless thing to, like, flip the timelines around here like that. Mm-hmm. Be like, this came out first, but also happens after just because. Because fuck you. Pull a real Gathering Storm, Tires of Midnight situation. Maybe. I guess they wouldn't in, in that. Um, I got You know what I got to say here, Jack? You know what I'm saying? You know what I was going for? No. Take a look. Look at our characters. What might some of them be wearing? They're wearing some poncho. She's wearing a poncho. She's wearing a poncho, Jack. But like a hat, kind of a hat poncho under Mandalorian I think armor. it's like turned sideways and it's doing some weird things. But I feel like if you, you, there's a couple points where you get a good look at it. I'm like, I feel like that neck hole is very poncho-like. If she was just wearing it normally. Also, it's all, you know, it's like a costume. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's all tattered up and asymmetrical. And you, yeah. But I feel like that's the spirit of a poncho. It's got the spirit. If you ask me, personally. They give her the, the horse. Do- uh, horse that is a dog and dog that is a horse. Horse dog thing to ride. Um, they give her all our weapons back even and you're like oh okay I guess they really are cool with Sabine just doing this Thrawn does warn, warn her that he's gonna be leaving in like three days so if it's she's a- not back then they must be, d- be stuck here forever and he's like Ezra probably did anyways uh, turns out he's not which is which is good for yeah, everyone good for everyone good for Sabine well, certainly good for Sabine also why he's I don't think he'd even like take her with him be like 
say here. I don't care. Yeah, that that is kind of weird, right? Like if if they did, I mean, as we've come to learn, that's that was never his intention. But even then, what was that? What he was implying? Hey, hey come get us or come back. Go get us or come back. You guys can hitch a ride with us, and we're gonna and we're gonna keep you. <laughs> That'd be weird, right? There's no way that would. They're gonna yeah, let her go. That would be. That is interesting. Yeah, thing is, don't think she's thought it that far through. <laughs> no, kind of one step at a time, kind of girl, Sabine. Especially at, at the time, it, or right now, but also always. That has very much been her vibe, right? Yeah. She's a one step at a time kind of gal. Um, and then Thrawn basically lays it out. He's like, because Shin's like, I'm confused. I feel like I'm missing something. Because, you know, she's a Padawan. She's got to always be asking the questions. Yeah. And uh, Thrawn's like, no, yeah, we're going to, I've, I've, I've pulled a fast on her. I honored agreement. And uh, we let her go find Ezra. I've done a sneaky. But we're going to kill her when she gets there. I found a loophole. I've done a bit of a backhanded uh, dealing here. I've been very sneaky about it, so we'll let her find him and then kill them both. Yeah, it'll be easy. Which is technically allowed with our with the rules we've made. Did a little lawyer thing. Then I won't be breaking my my oath. Solemn oath. Technically, I don't know why I care so much about oaths being an evil Nazi, right? Grand Admiral Nazi man from Thrawn. I gotta say, worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> that time he bombed those population centers. Forget that. Pulling a bit of a sneaky here on his word. Not very cool. Destroyed that temple, the religious monument. But they uh they set off after Sabine. She encounters some bandits here. Get some lightsaber. This is our first, I feel like, good exposure to like completely new thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, we've arrived in this new galaxy, but so far we've seen a Star Destroyer with some stormtroopers on it, two Jedi, and some witches. Jedi, some witches, which like listen, new witches, but also witches. Same thing. We've, we've seen the witches, right? Yeah. Whereas this is like she sees some weird bandits. It's like these are the first people where it's like this is a new galaxy. A new, whole, brave new world. Does it feel new enough? No. Does it feel different? Feels like they're just a bunch of guys shooting. They look like kind of like the masked guys from the start from the witch prison. They bring with them. Yeah, they do kind of a bit. Some of them got hats. I don't know. I feel like yeah. this is furthering some more like Japanese kind of aesthetics, right? Yeah, they definitely have samurai stuff. armor, samurai kind of vibes. Um, she gets one of them with the lightsaber in the face, and they linger on it. So I thought he was going to be important. Mm-hmm. Not important, it seems. They um. They do just have blasters as well. I thought this was kind of interesting. I don't yeah. know what I had imagined, but I guess maybe not necessarily that. They, their bolts are different, though. They are. They are, but um, it was, it was ultimately just a blaster, right? She even yeah. blocks one, which I thought was cool, which I think suggests that she is getting better. Um, But yeah, ultimately this was like, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I guess we never see what they look like under there, right? Yeah, I thought that was going to be the big reveal. There is no reason to believe that they're humans, right? No, yeah. So... Probably some weird, gross monster. <laughs> sure. It's like a blob or something that only consists in the suit because it's Star Wars. Um, again, I guess it's unclear exactly how much influence the Night Sisters have. Hey, like, what in what again? What direction us there that went? Because yeah, that's what Balon says later on. He's like, "Oh man, the witch is this, this remnant of this Night Sister Kingdom or whatever." Mm-hmm. Uh, Enoch is like they're they're chasing after Sabine and Ezra. There, send two squads, and Elsbeth's like, "Should we send more?" And he's like. Nah, I don't worry about it. I ain't got the fellas for it. Do you, do you think he's telling the truth there? Is there something else at play? Um, I don't know. I was thrown, so it could be either way. I was inclined to just take him on his word. That's what I thought. It seemed logical. Because I'm like, well, Thrawn wouldn't really lie about that. He he knows not to underestimate them, especially now that he's been exiled. That's kind of what I thought. So that I, I guess that did kind of lead Kryn to like maybe there's something else at play because I would think Thrawn of any imperial like that's a very imperial thing to do is to be like. We don't need to send them, right? Yeah. They'll be fine. But also, yeah, that's not his MO usually. And this is a circumstance where he's trying to get off the planet he's been stranded on. He would have no reason not to give them the full, like, 
respect, whatever you mm-hmm. want. They deserve to be like, yeah, no, definitely. Let's, uh, frankly, let's send as much as we need. Yeah, as much as we physically can. But, you know, he's, he's, he says their numbers have dwindled. Um, but he also does bring up a good point. I guess this is his logic showing through. He's like, listen, we don't even need to kill them. We just leave them. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no difference to me. I don't need to throw a bunch of dudes at him to, ult- to inevitably be killed as cannon fodder because these are two rebel heroes. This is what they do. Yeah, one of them's an actual Jedi. One has a lightsaber. With Mandalorian armor and training. They mow through stormtroopers like nobody's business, all right? Yeah, like, like kid of like swaths of wheat. If they just if we just leave them here, though, they're dead anyways. It makes, again, me, no difference. Don't care. I'm going to kill everyone else in the other galaxy anyway. Those Mandalorians are first on my list. Then you, Lothal. And, he, and he's like, if your guys are stuck here too, I'll leave them. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. I just need new guys. I'm trying to look at these fuckers. Uh, she meets up back with her holler after he like ran away. And they do a little... He's f- like, come on, sorry. I'm sorry. Like, come on. I'm just a dog who's spooky. a horse. Look at they had guns. What are you... Come on. Was I supposed to shoot back? I'm spooked. And she forgives him and they go, go adventuring on. She just, he just finds water. Finds like a kind of mostly dried up creek bed thing. And she's like... Mm, what stagnant just, water. Did you just want water? Uh, but no, it wasn't just water. Or maybe it was. Maybe it's a coincidence. Willow the Force. Hard to say. Yeah. But she finds more than just water. She finds a little a little turtle rock creature. Hermit man. I think he's more of a crab. Oh, he's, he's, I think he's a hermit crab. Because he's, he's got like you're stocks. Right, but, but you're right. Hermit crabs also have shells. He's, he's crabbish and turtleish, I'd say. I mean, he's got like four limbs, right? He doesn't have a whatever a crab has. Six? Six? Eight? How many? Unknowable. Don't they have six and the pincers? Do the pincers count as limbs? Are those limbs? Those How does that limbs. work? The pincers are limbs because they're on arms. They are, you think? I know. We weird how that's a completely different like thing though, right? The pincers? Yeah, it's just like they have six legs that are all the same. And the, oh then the two pincers and the, the top. two arms, which are completely different. Like that's a whole different thing. Man, nature's wild, huh? I'll look it up. I mean, limbs. All I'm saying is these guys only have four, right? So yeah, two legs and two arms. There's something ten. you're right, they do have eyes on ten. The front pair of legs eight? have strong gripping claws at the end. The remaining eight are just from... Eight? Do they have eight? Do they yeah, now, so do they really? Does that, that sound right? Does that seem right to you, Jack? Eight legs. Eight, eight legs? With five pa- yeah, they have five pairs of legs. Eight legs? And they, and they count Wait, the... Five cl- pair, including the... The, the pincers, pincers are count as legs. Count as legs. Well, yeah, I don't see any... I guess I don't know why they would have to be armed. <laughs> they could also be legs. Fascinating. But anyways, she meets up these dudes, these little hermit... See, they got turtleish. No, but they got, they got like... Yeah, but they also are kind of, he's also kind of insectoid. Listen, I don't think it's a one-to-one creature, Jack. Okay, okay? fine, fine. I don't think this man- He's also a- wearing clothes. I think a turtle would never do. <laughs> Neither would a crab. How do you know that? Isn't a crab in a fun little top hat? You got me there. The howler wants to eat it so bad. Seemingly. Nothing better than a Star Wars creature wanting to eat another small little sentient being. I saw um, stuff on Reddit that apparently these guys are speaking at least partially some Japanese. Oh. Which fits on theme with a lot of the show here, yeah. but also that's just kind of fun. I don't know. Apparently, it's like it's like a mix. You know, it's not just directly, but there's some going on and some gibberish and some mix. But yeah, I'm apparently there is some distinct um, phrases or sentences in there. Mm. There's something about the dog not wanting to eat him or whatever, <laughs> which is kind of fun. That's a long-standing Star Wars tradition, though, right? Yeah, they um, just have some of the real language and yeah, Nyan Num in um, episode Return six. of the Jedi. He's just speaking a real language. I can't remember at the moment. <laughs> and Lando's like, I can't do this. <laughs> um, oh, I had a bunch of, you just, you've derailed me. I always do that. You, you just knocked you, me off course. You gotta prepare way. for that. There was more. Mm, it's a thing that's happened in the past. Oh, the Ewoks. The Ewoks, Ewoks are speaking um, Tagalog? I don't, I'm not familiar with Tagalog. That's what it's called? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I'm not familiar with Tagalog. Tagalog, not Tagalog. Those are the... <laughs> 
Tagalog is the difference. Tagalog is a girl's code. Tagalog is a Austronesian language spoken in Luzon and neighboring islands. It formed the basis of the standardized national language of the Philippines. Cool. I think that's, or again, like some variation on yeah. that is what. Um, some gibberish in there too, probably. Yeah, the Oaks are speaking. I think maybe that's what, I think the um, Kanja Club guys in Force Awakens are also just speaking a real language. I don't know. The point is, they do that a lot in Star Wars because obviously the primary audience is like English. So it's just like. Throw a little language in there. Yeah. I think I want to say Nyanum in Return of the Jedi speaking Swahili, maybe, or some variation, or some kind of African dialect. Because I know there's like a story where, like, when it played in the part of the world where Swahili. they actually spoke whatever language it was, they were like, woo, like they go to the theaters and they're just like, look at he's speaking it. This is sick. That's fine. Instead of having to dub it over, right? It's just like, <laughs> just a weird little alien guy being like, hey, hey, what's going on, Lando? Whatever he's like. Making Billy D. Williams just. Oh, upset. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I love that because he, he's not, he's doing take after take like in a row. It's like, just Ugh. in a room, just in a thick cockpit by himself with a man next to him who's in a weird rubber suit that doesn't really speak. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. It's so good. It's a great clip, isn't it? I love how early stars, George Lucas torturing actors. Uh, he never him. really stopped. That's true. Nothing but then when uh, Timmy Morrison as Jungle Fett was like, any lines today, George? <laughs> no? Okay. Great. Uh, they, then we get another scene with Balon. He talks about how he's like, I miss the idea of the order. He Did- says something earlier, right? Where he says, "Um, I wasn't, I was like around your age or something when the temple fell." And I gonna be completely honest, Jack. Literally, had somehow never occurred to me that he would have been a much younger man when that all happened. Yeah, he wouldn't have been because he's like fifty, sixty. <laughs> he's now. not that old. Yeah. He's. I think he was. Ray Stevenson was sixty. Um. So yeah, it's been like thirty years. He would have been a younger man, or maybe he's not, he might not even be that. Yeah, he was only fifty-eight, so thirty-something years earlier, right around thirty. No, I guess thirty-five-ish almost. So yeah, he would have been like in his twenties, if, yeah. if assuming the character is the same age. Yeah, age. Take. Um, which again, I just had never considered. For some reason, I was like, yeah, he was a master in the Clone Wars, huh? That's yeah, cool. He was a, a nice, a human Jedi master who survived another thirty years. And was, is that just me? Is that, did you have any of that, or am I just? No, I have. It was like he was probably a full grown adult, like a forty year old man, ready and spry. But like, no, yeah, it has right. been so long. And then Glad. he and then he talks to. So he's probably the same age as Ahsoka. Realistically, yeah, I mean, cl- yes, he's very similar in age to Anakin. Like, yeah, yeah, he which I was never considered. But Anakin was a very young man during the Clone Wars, so of course, uh, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I was like, yeah, you're old now, you're old then. Yeah, old forever. Old once, old forever. <laughs> uh, he talks to Shin more, and Shin's like, let's get, they all want to get the fuck out of here. Maybe we should have come here, Master. He's like, no, no. Then he does the classic sit thing, was like, what if there's even greater power for us? They can control the power, but we can? Probably. Of course we can, because I've said so. I've said so. And I, like, I wish it to be so. Shin's like, he's like, maybe they feared even greater power. Hmm? The Jedi were weak. They like had failed horribly. They really botched it. It's like I like the idea of them, but like, come on, they whiffed it. Yoda whiffed it big time. They were like, let's build a temple on top of a Sith burial ground. Come on, fellas, think it through. Yeah, <laughs> go to be, build on Ilum. Why didn't you build your temple on Ilum? Who knows? Apparently, again, I'm just getting this all from Reddit, so take it with with as many grains of, of salt as you need. But uh, apparently, the little baby here says, "Oh, not this shit again." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Which is fun. Uh, <laughs> Not this shit again. <laughs> He's like another human. Oh boy, fucking goddamn it! <laughs> I like uh, to assume that they that humans don't exist in this guy. He's like, oh, another one of these fucking weirdos from beyond the stars. This weird fleshy creature. What is this guy? He's not. He's not like a Christie. He's not a turtle or a crab. 
Where's it show? Uh, but so they lead Sabine back to their village where they, they live in little and turtle shell hut things, which is very fun. And they go, here's our prophet John the Baptist. I like these Ezra. guys. These guys are fun, right? I like them. No, Don't you like these dudes? Little, they're fun little Star Wars guys. She's trying these to give them very food. good Star Wars guys. I love the new Star Wars guy. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's. I don't know how you do it. I'm not sure if I like what I expected from a new galaxy, or if I really needed much more than this. I don't think we ever. You know, it's been like a the the whole plot of this whole series up till now, right? But I don't feel like we ever really gave it enough. Like we didn't give much lip service to the fact that they were going to a new galaxy, galaxy for the first time ever. They were leaving the bounds of Star Wars as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, I mean, it is a cool idea, isn't it? Yeah, it was making me wonder if they're gonna open. Like, they're like, we're going to go to New Galaxy now more. Have I told you how there's a lot of people who are like, this is it. We're going to have the new, the real sequels take place oh, in this galaxy. <laughs> I hate people so fucking much. <laughs> they're like, we should just leave everyone here to play out the plot line in this galaxy. It'll be like a different sequel trilogy, but good. <laughs> I'm going to kill them with the rocks. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, what's the point of Thrawn if he gets back and loses? And, and then he, because the, the first order has to happen anyways. Yeah. I mean, what, did you think Thrawn was going to win? Win? <laughs> you knew the First Order happened anyway. But I'm saying even outside of that, right? Even People are like, what's the point? Because the First Order happens, so we know that Thrawn doesn't win. Yeah, but the villain was, was never, never going to win. He, was the... <laughs> he doesn't win in the books. He doesn't, he doesn't win in the win show. Here. Why would he win here? What are you talking about? You know the reason on this planet? Because he lost in the first show he was in. <laughs> Remember those very first books that that introduced him that we all love so much? That you all have 15 copies of or whatever. You've read a million times over. You wish they made those sequel books. You wish they made them into the sequel trilogy or whatever. You know what happens in the, at the end of those books? He loses. He loses. <laughs> of course he loses. He's the villain. Whatever. But yeah, a lot of people, or at least some people are like, this is what they're going to do. Filoni saved us again. Oh, God. That was Lord and Savior. Until he doesn't do that. And they're like, Filoni right. fucked us. He ruined it. The vile, Kathleen Kennedy. the vile pawn of Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> He's been torn against us. He won't admit it, but I know. Look at his eyes. He wants it to be in his sequel trilogy. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy has turned him against <laughs> We must kill him. You've turned her against me. You have done that yourself. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, like I said, I don't know what my expectations necessarily were for a new galaxy. It's one of those things where I feel like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Yeah. If you make it too weird and off, you're like, this isn't Star Wars anymore. But if you stick too similar. But too I don't much know. Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, listen, the big problem would be if we saw anything that we distinctly recognize, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, there's blasters, but they look different. Here's a new alien species. I mean, they're just like it's aliens. There's nothing like, you know, completely unbelievable about their like little village here, right? I don't mm-hmm. know. They just have like metal tools and things. They're cooking on pots. But again, like, what do you really do, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just civilization. Yeah, I don't Got to cook on pots and live in houses. They have, they seem to, I guess what I'm saying is they seem to have a, a level of technology uh, very similar to, you know, what we see in lots of other Star Wars stuff. Yeah. But I think that's fine. That's all right. I think that's all right. And then we have it, the man of the hour. Sabine's just standing there like, man, what am I doing with all these turtle weirdos? The and fuck here he is just leaning Where's on my, a, dressed like on a show. fucking Jesus Christ. It's the boy. Is it not? Lots of lots of parallels been drawn to him. Yeah. He is he's really in his, his Jesus era at the moment. He's got that killer beard. Yeah, what do you think? I'm not a fan. Of it. I think it looks cool. I feel like he's got to get reined in a little bit, right? Because he's in his like wild man, untamed castaway kind of phase. Yeah. Surely, I'm sure when like Ahsoka shows up, he's gonna be like, "I'm in my old rebel suit." I hope not that. And I do I'm not sure. think that one translates. No, it'd be awful. Well. It'd be terrible if you dressed like that. 
<laughs> okay, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're in agreement there. And I think I think the the beard and the hair could get turned. His yeah, eyes are just, very striking. It just rained in just a little bit. Okay, so what do you think? His eye, I don't remember his eyes looking like that, but I think it was his eyes are like purple in the show, right? Or they're, they're like blue. So the thing is, his eyes are blue. This actor's eyes aren't blue. They give him blue contacts. They look very bright. They're very like guy with blue eyes staring at you kind of thing. Gotta say. I didn't, well, okay, I don't want to say I didn't notice because I feel like I kind of unconsciously noticed. And then mm-hmm. when someone put out, I was like, oh, it was the eyes. Yeah, something was different. Um, but yes, a lot of discourse about the eyes this week because we also have like Ahsoka in the show and mm-hmm. Hera with green eyes. And with with very, yeah, bright, uh, noticeable contact lenses in. What, what do you feel about that in general? I don't mind it, it's just... Was just striking a little bit, but I didn't even get used to it. I don't think I really care. A lot of people are like, I seem to think it takes away. Listen, I truly don't care one way or the other, mm-hmm. and I literally mean that. I don't know. I, I figured you did. <laughs> to be honest, I think you did. I just mean like, I, there's some people who are like, f- seem to feel very strongly that they shouldn't be using contacts mm-hmm. because it takes away, and I'm sure there is some people who are like, well, accuracy is better, but you know, there's a lot of people who are like, Dave Filoni doesn't need to be going this far and yeah, in search of accuracy, because whatever, just let people have their eyes. I would have never noticed. Um, you know, we've been pretty nitpicky of some of the animation to live action mm-hmm. adaptations. I've never been one where it's like the actors need to have the same eye color. That to me is is beyond beyond the pale. Yeah, is beyond what's necessary. Absolutely. So I didn't care. I mean, like I said, I also don't really care though that they did give him contacts that look kind of weird. I wouldn't care if next episode they were gone. Like I, <laughs> I really do not. Do yeah. not have a strong opinion about this, pretty though. But you, do, I mean, clearly you did notice. I, I did not. I was like, there's oh, something there. His eyes are I'm like, then I'm like, I don't remember them being that blue. But again, if it's just the context, I mean, I'll again, I've seen them already. I'll get used to it by next episode because mm-hmm. he's gonna be in all of next episode, so I'll just see them all the time. Oh yeah. So I don't exactly know this guy's name. I think it's Aman Esfandi. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy who was rumored, you know, months ago, years ago, I think even like oh. literally like over. Maybe like almost two years ago now. He's been rumored forever. He's been attached to this for longer than I feel like anyone else. I could be wrong. Though. I might be mixing him up. Hmm. I know the guy who was in Aladdin. Um, he was rumored for a he while. He was rumored for at least a minute there. Or at least on, so I don't know. There's It's it's so hard to keep track nowadays from like what's rumor and what's like just internet. People say a thing. Casting. Yeah. Um, but this guy's been attached to it for a while and here he is. I mean, obviously we saw him in the trailer. Trailer in the hologram from hmm. episode one, but. Here he's actually in the flesh doing stuff. I, dude, I think he's really solid. Yeah, I That's our casting. Like, kept it up. Super solid. Like, maybe the best one they've had yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Any of the live action versions. I don't think anyone quite matches. I mean, it's 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 brief, right? We haven't gotten much of him yet, but. He knows it so far. I, yeah, he feels very Ezra to me. Um, Putting aside, like, obviously the, the stuff he's been doing feels very Ezra. That's not really up to the actor, though. Yeah. Um, But this this all feels. You know, it all it all works together, right? To to create the image of this character for me. Uh, but yeah, hanging out with a bunch of little dudes, just doing the doing the Republic there too, the rebellion. Yeah, give them a little bit. That feels very Ezra, right? To have yeah. a bunch of buddies, and little guys, out, to to be like the 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 shepherd of all these little, <laughs> little turtle people. Be like, all right, guys, we gotta move. Come on, Come let's on. back up. Um, keeping them on the move, hiding from the presumably the Empire or bandits. I guess I, it, bandits and probably both. I feel like the Empire probably isn't really concerned with 
hassling these guys, but maybe they were still looking for him. Mm. But also, it seems like from what the way Thrawn makes it out, it seems like they don't really care what Ezra does. Yeah, <laughs> he's they, like, eh, we know where he is, but like, what are we gonna? He can just die out in the woods for all I care. Yeah, what's the difference? To, like he keeps saying, if we leave, he's here. So yeah, he's stuck here forever. Makes no difference. What do you think of his outfit? I like it. That's also very like <laughs> rustic and oh yeah, no uh, nomadish, very nomadish. He's got like scale mail on. Oh yeah, he's got a whole thing rocking. Except I feel like I don't know if that beard's real or not, or his hair. It might be. I can never tell with the wigs. I can never tell. Yeah, it's not. It's not a particular strength of mine either. I mean, either way, he could still trim it. I feel like he's got a. I think the beard is going to be a good look for Ezra here going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would like him to have a beard, but I feel like maybe just tr- just drain it all in just a little bit. Maybe a little trim on the tighter hair. beard. Tighter beard. Um, but yeah, we certainly don't need to go back to clean shave and buzz cut Ezra. No, <laughs> he's not a child anymore. He's it's no boy. good. We do not need that, especially in the live action. Look no, goofy yeah, as shit. Look absurd. Up <laughs> next, everybody's like, "Sabine, I'm back. I'm back to how I was before." I don't really care, but I know people have very strong opinions on on bald cut Ezra, <laughs> skinhead Ezra. He's not skin. Come on, he's got hair. That's it's true. Just, he does. It's just buzzed down, man. Uh, but they're on their way. So that's kind of what happens in the end here. Well, um, the last thing they say, though, is that he's like, how'd you get here, anyways? And she's like, uh, that's not, <laughs> worry about that right now. Because she has to tell him, like, I help, th- I help rescue Thrawn, basically. Yeah. Inadvertently. And by inadvertently, I mean inadvertently. <laughs> Very much. Intentionally. Um, but no, the, um, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, she's what like, Ahsoka's is, dead. And he's, he's like, you're an idiot. He's the great mother's. Can feel us like, hey, Thrawn, we had a dream or whatever. However, this works. The fate spoke to us, and um, there's a Jedi coming. And he's like, could this be Ahsoka, the, the person you told me you just killed? And she's like, told no, me she, uh, we just told you she was dead. So she fell off a cliff. You know, uh, you died that. <laughs> you know that that thing that always spells certain doom for every character in Star Wars: a fall from a mild height. <laughs> the one that kills him into instantly. water, no less. The soft, cushy water. No Jedi's ever survived a fall. Yeah, fools. And yeah. Thrawn's like, Thrawn's like, well, well, like Thrawn of going like, you idiot. Well, She's I, like the best. Yeah, exactly. mm, well, well, you see, I'm not an idiot, so <laughs> I'm not gonna think that way. I like he's like this. My well, my old Jedi guy told me he was good. I was like, yeah, well, he was he's a Jedi, so can I even trust anything he says? I fucking hate him. We he's need like, to think she's alive. If I don't see your fucking head in a spike, I don't want to know it. It's definitely Ahsoka. She's like, I got it ready. Do all my research. I got to go fucking kill a whale or something. Tell so me about right Anakin. It's right here, Jack. You ready? Yeah. You would not believe quite how much discourse this little line here. <laughs> that got. one line? So he says, I want to know her background, history, homeworld, her master, everything. And this has caused a, a, a fair bit of discourse. Because in in the second Thrawn book, the second Thrawn uh, of, the, of the new canon Thrawn trilogy, right? It's called Thrawn Alliances. It's a story that takes place simultaneously in the Clone Wars. It's the Darth Vader one, right? It's the Darth Vader one. So he's half of it. He's in the Clone Wars, hanging out with Anakin. Half of it, he's in the Galactic Civil War, hanging out with Darth Vader. Right? You get it? Yeah. So it's it's the same two dudes, but one of them is pretending to not be the same dude anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole book, Thrawn's like, "You remember that time we did this?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he's like, "That time we did that." He's like, "I think you're thinking of Anakin Skywalker, a person I don't know, really." <laughs> and Thrawn's like, "Oh yeah." And then just throughout the whole book, he'd be like, "Yeah, it was. This was like that time when he's like, I don't." That's not me. I swear to God, don't shut up. Don't stop saying it. Oh my God. He's like, all right, man, whatever, fine. He's like, oh, geez, all right, I've struck a nerve. He wants to be, he wants to be like edgy. He's like Dark Knight or whatever. But anyways, during, in that book, Anakin says he's going to do this maneuver 
And uh, Throng goes, what's that mean? And Padme goes, that's a maneuver that his old Padawan came up with. It means this. And he goes, oh, interesting maneuver. And then she's like, yeah, it was really good for when Ahsoka had to fight a bunch of droids. And he's like, interesting. And so people think, people's people's uh, assertion here is that because of that conversation, um, he should know. He should know, at the very least, her master and thus his inclusion of her master in this statement is like retconning or, or seemingly contradicting that. Mm-hmm. Man, I just don't think it's that deep. Versus, I, I think mean, she's I, just saying he wants everything. Leave no I mean? stone unturned. That's, that's, the, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, he knows her background for a later sense. She was a Jedi. Yeah. So, like. More or less. He he knows. I think, he, yeah, obviously, he knows certain things. It's just, like, like so, listen. You know me, Jack. I know you. Biggest lore nerd around. Yeah, none can beat you. I'm a huge lore donkey. I've read that book. Um, I didn't recall that exact line to the point where I was like, oh, he should know Ahsoka's master. Listen, Thrawn's great and all, and he's like the best commander that's ever commanded in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I feel like even he, though, could be excused for like... Remembering every not, conversation he ever had. Every conversation he's ever had. Well, that's just exactly a chance. Not photographic You've memory. You've taken words out of my mouth. Does he really need to be able to perfectly recall like, yes, that is... Also, who's to say there's not two Ahsokas? It's yeah. 30 years ago, man. Like, it's just... it's To me, it's a, a weird one. It's been through a lot. Because otherwise, how how did you need this statement to go? Because it's one of these things where you have to juggle ultimately. Whether Dave Filoni read these books or not, I guess I have no way of knowing. Maybe we'll see. Can he go to his house? But even if he wanted to do justice by those and he's like, I don't want to alter anything. I still think that there's like, he also isn't going to assume that everyone's read them either. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like a balance there. So like having a statement like this, which is maybe kind of redundant for him to say, if you are bringing in all that extra knowledge, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Again, if you are and you go, well, why did Thrawn need to say that? Because in the book, he this and the other thing. I also think it, even even in the face of that, it makes sense to just have him say this anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? I certainly agree. Just to kind of establish the baseline for people who don't know everything. Know everything. And again, even beyond that, it's been 30 years. The character, like, it's, it's, it's to me, it's such a side to be. And I've seen people be like, well, if they just removed the master part of the statement then it wouldn't really cause any wrinkles and i guess that's true but again i i just feel like we might be overanalyzing it at, yeah a just tad, a tad a, a little a too tad. much of 45 45 secrets you didn't know in ahsoka episode six kind of combing through it a little too deeply and again even like you said i took it the exact same way it just means give me everything leave no son what is he supposed to say right Give me everything except her master. I don't need to know who her master is. I already this time, I actually met him during the Clone Wars, and this, and, and he told me about her. I actually was... A, so, that part you leave out. What's the difference? Yeah, give him the whole file. It's going to be in the file anyway. Yeah, just give him the whole file. That's what he's basically saying. Just bring me the file. People are like, oh, well, maybe he was just testing... Like, they're coming up with all these, like, convoluted, like, no, it actually does make sense, guys, because maybe he was just testing her. I don't even think you need to get that deep. I just don't. I just think you just go, yeah, man, he just just asked. Yeah, that's all it was. It's, 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 that's the normal way you would go about saying all of that, I think. Absolutely. But yeah, did not expect that much discourse. Th- there's like a very particular subset, you know, You know, we've been over this. I've, I've delved into a fair number of the different Star Wars fandom subsets on that exist out there. And, and this is one of them. The Thrawn heads are a big one. Thrawn heads are some of the worst. There's a bunch of dudes you find on, or whatever, people. Dudes, you know, dudes in the in the general sense. On mostly, Twitter. Mostly men. Or X. Well, I don't know. They're probably dudes. Or not dudes, but they're all dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like guys. You don't have to be a dude to be a dude. You don't have to be a guy to be a guy. Correct. Exactly. Just like that. But anyways, they have Thrawn profile pictures, and 
they're just way into the books and stuff. Like it's their favorite thing. And that's cool. Listen, if Thrawn's your main guy, God bless you. And good on you. And you love those books. Um, and you want him to be gay with his, um, (laughs) no, this is no, don't you, you laughed. I'm not, that wasn't even like a, like a, like a jab. That's not a jab at all. That's literally what they want. There's some of them. Good on you. Um, that's fine and all. Uh, but come on, you gotta just maybe address the fact that you might have like an outsized kind of idea of what Thrawn <laughs> represents <laughs> and needs in the story. Oh, he's our Darth Vader, right? Well, because there's also the, the, the same people who think he's gonna be like a some version of anti-hero. When I think it's pretty clear he's a bad. He's guy. just gonna be a a pretty standard villain. Villain, yeah. For this show, at least, and the last show he was in, and most of he's in. And most of the books he's in. Well, yeah, the initial books he was in, he was pretty bad. And then it seems like ever since then, um, Timothy Zahn has just been trying to like rehabilitate him for some reason. Be like, no, nah, he was he had his reasons. <laughs> he misunderstood. He had reasons to be a Nazi. Please, hey man, if you say so. Yeah, you're right. Man. I don't care. You're getting paid to do this. But yeah, I, even then, again, if Thrawn's your guy, I understand how this could grade a little bit. But I also listen. I gotta say, I I think there's yeah, there's probably gonna be other stuff more notable than this before we're done. Where people, if you're a big Thrawn head, you're gonna be like, why are they doing this? Why are they making him so evil? Before you're going to be like, how come they implied that it, he didn't remember? <laughs> Anakin perfect, Skywalker. He didn't remember with perfect clarity that Anakin Skywalker was the master of Ahsoka Tano, a person he's never met. Ridiculous. It's the last scene of the episode? Yeah, that was it. Probably talked for inordinately long about that, but it's just discourse, Jack, you know. Yeah. And yeah, he says if a whale shows up, just fucking kill it. Blow it out of the fucking sky. Which is sad. I don't want to shoot the perk. I don't want to see perk shoot. But he would have he would have beef, dude. He hates my guy would hate the perk. I'm kill all those fucking whales. <laughs> he he would have to, right? Yeah. Oh, this is one last thing, Tywa. So he says, um, I need your dark magic. He says, yeah. Once again, I need your dark magic, and they say the threat of destiny demands it, Grand Admiral. And since that Ahsoka is like a, a a loose thread, him, her, and Sabine are loose threads. What do you think his dark? What do you think the dark magic is going to be? What do you think the dark magic was? Um, probably keeping his boys alive. Yeah. Well, that would be the prolonging their life. That's the theory. If it's if yeah, that's that's one of the facets of that. Is like well, clearly the dark magic is zombies, and they're all zombies. I I don't think they're, I don't necessarily the zombies just to like keep just make them like hardier. Like keep their actual like while they're still alive, mm-hmm. give them some sort of like night brother fortification because night brothers yeah, get stronger. That's true. Oh, that's the other thing we didn't even talk about it. But in the captions, it calls them night troopers, Ooh. and people are like, "Oh, that's why they're undead." But you've just brought up a good point that I saw someone counter that with, which is the night brothers are, and the night sisters aren't undead. undead. That's just they're just modified. So yeah, they could be night. They yeah. could be like night. I think brothers. she's gonna just do a big magic thing and blow the whales out of the sky, <laughs> or the magic stop could or was. The dreams. I mean, I guess that's part of it, right? Yeah. Is is get them out of there, getting them in contact with Elsbeth and stuff. The other question is, what is what are they transporting here? So the whole thing is, I think they're the transporting they're, artifacts. Just like, a bunch of them. Yeah, like force artifacts they're going to use. So they're like these long. See, I've seen people say like coffins, but looking at them, they don't seem long they're enough, not do long they? Enough, no. What could they be? I think they're just like force shit. Could just be a force artifacts. Like things they want to use when they get to. Could like, be someone who's scrunched up in there. You fold them up a little bit. Like zombie, a lot of people, yeah, are, are sticking with the zombie line, yeah. like corpses of something or someone. Yeah, yeah. To make some night sister zombies, which could be. Um, in the Thrawn trilogy, the the Legends books, right? One of Thrawn's big things that he needs is actually people. He he needs manpower, right? Yeah. Um, because he can make ship, he can get ships and stuff. You know, he's the best tactician. He's capturing all these ships. He's doing all kind of crazy shit. But, but he needs people to fly him. He needs people to fly them and. 
all of the good officers died in the war. A lot of the very best officers died on the Executor specifically because that was like the best post to get on as like Darth Vader's flagship. Mm. And then in Return of the Jedi, Piet accidentally flies it into the Death Star. <laughs> and so countless officers are dead. So this is part of it. So he wants clones, um, cloning pods to make, to just clone a bunch of officers to make good officers. And so people think this could be some kind of variation on that, that yeah, that's some kind of like resurrection tank something thing. tank things that Lizer's he can make pit. that he can make more soldiers with which i think there could be something to that yeah, i mean we've talked about how like across the season there's a number of little hints to that elements that they're kind of um borrowing from those books so mm. but then again cloning was wacky in in the old days before they nailed it down with the before Julius nailed it down with the prequels it was wacky. wacky. they're going all over the place well because clearly like the the big di- difference there between what like from what the Kaminoans can do is the instantaneous nature of it, right? Mm. Is you go from nothing to an adult with like memories. It's very weird. Whereas the clones in Star Wars are like not the, don't have the clone memories. troopers. Yeah. They just, teach them stuff. They are all clones, but they're also just grown. They grow twice as fast, but only twice as fast. Not instant. We have an, in, you, you bake up a human and it's like, yeah, here he is. He's a grown ass man. We lift in the oven a little bit longer. And again, they have memories of like, they don't come out as a grown ass man who is, you know the mental fortitude of an infant. Like, Somehow they're like intelligent. It's it's. It cooks long enough. You think it too. Think for it. To what it gets weird. It's weird, right? Yeah. I never cared for that aspect, so I'm glad that's not something that they have ever brought back yet in, in current canon. Is that type of instantaneous cloning? So, mm-hmm. but if it's like weird dark sister magic, night sister dark magic, that is, um, I think that's that's probably fine. Yeah, I don't care. That'd be cool. Make them like a bunch of zombie officers. Yeah, so excited for next next week. It's great, man. This show is doing great stuff. It's I love this episode. For sure. I liked it a lot too. A lot of good stuff. I really liked the reveal of Thrawn, his arrival, like the night troopers. I was like this is this is everything I've been looking for. The cool. ship. I I just like the idea. It's it is fascinating that they've like just been scrounging for a decade now <laughs> in exile like patching all together. And I think the cool thing about it is He's still so scary. <laughs> yeah, he kept his intimidation, right? Like, because we know that was something actually I saw. Um, it's been talked about for the past couple of weeks, but this week in particular, I feel like I saw a lot of it coming to a head. Is people being like, I saw a couple posts in particular on um, the Star Wars subreddit. One who was like, "Hey, you guys all told me I could watch this show without watching Rebels, and I feel very lost <laughs> after doing that." Um, and some to a similar vein of like, "Hey, I haven't watched Rebels. Why? Why is Ezra so important?" And or like, why is Thrawn so important? And I understand that to an extent, right? I I do also personally think though that the show has done a good enough job of explaining who they are, if not explaining, showing. Like, yeah, like maybe there's some some tell not showing going on mm-hmm. here, or maybe that is. I guess I don't know. I'm not saying it's necessarily like super in depth as to like who these characters are and why they are the way they are or why they're important. Mm-hmm. But I just mean I feel like for the purposes of the story. You understand why why people are worried about him, I guess? Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you, you don't know who Ezra is. You don't know what he can do or why he's important necessarily, right? Other than that, he's important to Sabine. But I also think that's... Enough? That's all you need. It's important to the character in the show that you already know. Right. To be like, huh, Sabine really likes this guy and really wants to find him and is willing to give up everything for that. But why is that? What what makes Ezra Bridger tick as a man, right? You don't need that. All yeah. you need is they needs a finder. He's the right? MacGuffin, essentially. Don't you think? And this no, is the same with Ezra or um Thrawn. It's the same with Thrawn, where it's like, why is Thrawn so scary? Why can't he do all this? 
what like what is he, what is so important about him? And it's like I hear you, but, but also the, vi- the villains just want him. Just, it doesn't matter, yeah. right? He's scary because they say he is, right? Mm-hmm, like, absolutely. Why why should we be scared of Thrawn? Because Ahsoka explicitly says if he comes back, another war will start because the Imperial remnants will flock to him. Yeah, they'll all be like, he's back, our guy. Like, yeah. If you haven't seen Rebels, you don't know that he's actually this really brilliant tactician, and he's he's also scary for that reason, because him alone is, like, capable of doing a bunch of shit. Mm. Um, but, I mean, you do know that the characters are scared of him, and that should be enough, enough kind of thing. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, just watch the other shows. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that also works. But... um. To that end, I I do think Thrawn is still scary. Oh, definitely. And like, I like the idea that he's gonna come back with this like battered up Star Destroyer and fuck and shit up. Probably fuck shit up with it. Right? Just that alone, he'll pull up, be like, "Fellas, I'm back. We're so back." Because that's his whole thing. He's just real good. Like I've seen people theorize. I don't know if it'll exactly play out like this, but like they showed up to um that other planet whose name I can't remember now, where the other stuff happened, right? Mm-hmm. With those three New Republic. New so, New Republic ships that are like, oh, look at these are our top of the line brand new ships. And like Thrawn's going to zip back. He's going to pop out back in that same system where those ships still are. And destroy them. With his clapped out Star Destroyer and just wreck shit. Do a perfect maneuver on them all and <laughs> fuck them all up somehow. Just ram right through all of them. <laughs> do, a, do a masterful sliding broadside with a deploy all his fighters on it or something cool. People are asking, if do you think we're going to get some um, TIE Defenders? Oh, maybe. He's, he loved sweet. them. He loved them. That was, that was, his, that thing. was his thing. They fucked it up project. for him. I think it'd be sick if we saw some tie defenders, but we'll yeah, I think see. in that sense, again, I have uh, no problem with how Thrawn appeared. Also, don't, you know, you don't got to body shame any actors. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Well, I don't know. Probably don't got to comment on people's weight, mostly. Just let them be, man. away with it. Yeah. It's not, it's not the whale. really affecting you. No. You're right. Yeah, it's exactly... This isn't really pertinent to the uh, story we're telling here, is it? So Yeah, not at all. I think he's plenty good enough. Absolutely. That does definitely just go to show that... Uh, Can't please everybody. You'll never. Yeah. Seems like such an obvious slam dunk casting. And it's you still can't the guy win. who voiced Thrawn. That was everybody wants. TV show. What more could you possibly... Surely this would be the most crowd-pleasing move, at least, right? Mm-hmm. Because I can't imagine anyone else who would be as... Right? I mean, there was theories. There was, like, fan castings for people who weren't him but i feel like his was the predominant one by far right? mm, so for sure i think there's probably been a cumberbatch i think that's probably that's what everybody wanted to i remember yeah, that yeah. for a while and i was like nah just get, get the there. guy especially yeah again with with the ages and stuff i think it works better so all right well that's very excited for the last two here man absolutely this is shaping up to be it's it's really near the top for me i would say so Best obviously so we really love andor but it's it is very it's not different. quite star Wars-y. Not quite Star Wars. This is this. This is very Star Wars. This is in the really weeds great. of Star Wars. And it's great. It's best. Yeah. It's the best Star Wars Star Wars show probably yet. Mm-hmm. In that way, right? It's not like Boba Fett. I mean, if we're come on, well, yeah, we don't need to talk about Boba. Fett. We don't need to talk about that. All right. Well, that seems like we wrap it all right by here. Then they got nice be... brisk one. Nice. Uh... It's been almost three and a half hours, and my computer's about oh. to die. So we gotta. Oh, it's not not a quick one, was it? Was it? No, it never was going to be. Oh wait, you, you sure? Yeah. Uh, so we're at Brybo here before my computer literally dies. Just uh, moving along. He's got no time for games. I really don't. I don't have time for I wish I would, but I'm at 10% and we could run out. But nine, actually. Uh, you know you know the thing. Logo by Jeff. Intro by Joey. Check him out. I've said it 100,000 times. Uh, and as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We both have the sets. <laughs> so nice to the people. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.